0: Here. My
1: I'm trying, <laughs> I'm being real
0: careful. <laughs>
2: it was like you know quiet. You listening. didn't hear me banging it around
0: and shit? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll wait for the <laughs> end of the song to say hi. <laughs> you were like, I'm
2: here. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I never... I'm always grunge, baby. I'm a grungy hippie, like like our guest that's going to be on the show later. <laughs> oh, you fine. <he laughs> we're we're soul brothers in that way. Um, so Chico, this song. I'm doing that DJ class thing, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And somebody. What is um, this? Sounds
0: like 50- this is Enzo,
2: 1936. Okay. Yeah. And one of the, uh, I'm realizing sometimes like the students in the in the DJ lecture probably know more than I do sometimes. <laughs> or or like you know we all have our different knowledge specialties anyway one guy was like he played this in one of his tandas and I was like what the fuck is that I never heard it and it's called uh, guitarita but what I really like I'm going to just play the beginning again because I really like the violin I want you to listen okay Love it. Nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hola. Hello everybody. So yeah, I love that uh that sweet like violin that. there. Fantastic. Second melody.
0: It's such a uh feature to have that second melody mm-hmm. violin. I've hey Puja. Admire, I I love that about Tarianzo. So in one of your lessons, so, someone had said Tarianzo is like so boring in a way, like it's so rhythmical, and I was like, what? Hello, I get stuck
2: can you guys to the me? singing and the violin. Yes, we can. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't. Yes. I don't find Tarianzo boring, but um, we all have our own, you know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Me, Some of like us I are allowed to be me. wrong,
2: you know, and uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Puja. Hi, Puja. How's Hi. Texas? Uh,
3: Texas has some thunderstorms rolling in. So hopefully you guys can't hear those and you can just hear me. Yep. Yeah, we can. I think
0: Pache should call in because you were so sad you missed Kachivache earlier, but Pache is with us. Yeah, he should call in.
2: And um, yeah. I played. I already posted the the episode, so you can listen to it. I will uh, definitely go back
3: and listen to it. And it but already also, has
2: fifty something downloads. That's awesome. Hey Marcos, what's up? And we have a new listener, Marty from Taos, who I met through James's um, class, his drills class. So hey Marty. And wow, cool. What are you up to tonight, Pooja? Or this Listening evening? Listening to
3: you guys doing some yeah. work, you know, the usual. Are you busy as always? Yes. Um, Unfortunately, this situation doesn't change the amount of work I do. Well, actually, no, it does change it, but not for the positive. I have more work than ever before. (laughs) Yeah, Facebook is kind of incredible in that they gave parents, like, 10 weeks of admin leave because they knew that, like, kids would not be in school. But unfortunately, they didn't think far enough ahead to realize that those of us who don't have kids now have to pick up all the slack. So
0: (laughs) it's a lot more work. Of course. But it's really Hola, amazing that they thought about that. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Papa. Hi, Pacha.
4: Hello. Hi, Patia.
0: What Hi. are you
3: cooking?
4: Hi. I'm cooking <laughs> meatballs. Meatballs, mm. too.
0: Adam's favorite.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, my. I have to say that Pusha I think that Pusha is always working. Every time I ask her how you doing, she's always working, and I feel exhausted.
3: <laughs> well, it, it is very exhausting. But you know what helps nowadays is listening to your newest song. So thank you for sending it to me, because I was probably no. a, a huge number of your YouTube watchers.
4: Okay, Chico, I wanted to I wanted to tell you before, but I sent the song to Pusha. because she, <laughs> and I didn't send it to you because you didn't ask for it. But, oh, Pusha so said, <laughs> but she was she so nice, she, she told me so many nice things and you just, okay, she beat you.
0: What did I say?
4: <laughs> no, no, you said nice things, but Pusha was like, more nice. much better. Yeah, yeah more <laughs> nice. Oh,
0: but English is her, one of her first... A dozen languages she speaks. Yes, but she
4: exactly she speaks like eighty languages.
3: I love that I'm like known for all of this. I didn't I didn't think that anyone would like really remember these things about me. But then I hear you guys talk about me, and I feel so flattered.
2: Oh, yeah, well, we don't, we don't all know have many s- people you're like the that's... smartest person we know. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know many people who speak 80 languages,
4: you
3: know, uh-huh. OK, 80 <laughs> is exaggerating. But but yes, I do know a lot of languages,
4: 18, perhaps,
3: 18, maybe. Yeah. Closer to eight. Just keep it in the single digits.
4: Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, it's not it's not that much.
3: <laughs> no, I take all the compliments back.
0: Eight is nothing. I'll what do you I'll put in your to next week.
2: What do you put in your meatballs, Pacha?
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, what? are you What's flirting so with me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it it's like, you guys have really <laughs> all been holed up for a long
4: time. Right? That's the way Italian people flirt. How's a, your okay. meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the basics. Uh, garlic, yeah. onion, a little of tomato juice. No, no, not tomato juice. I don't know how you call it. And potato, carrot, what? and the meatballs. Yes, everything goes in. But
0: just Rice, usual. Put... And kale <laughs> and lentils.
4: We Exactly. We're in quarantine. I'm going to put everything I that got sounds into the too. Is there meat in it? Yes, the meat. Okay. There are yeah. a lot of meatballs. <laughs> Half of it are meatballs. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: you are um, consuming some of those cows in Argentina yes exactly
2: I read a exactly. statistic How that the u s guys... produces twenty percent of all the beef in the world
4: really and you wow. and you eat like forty percent
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep
1: <laughs>
2: That's I know the... I thought Argentina produced more beef than we did, but apparently not. Well, you go got a bigger, you're a bigger country. More. That's right, Pacha, don't forget it. We're bigger.
4: I know, I, <laughs> I know, I, would, I know,
0: know. I would think Argentina I, consumes more meat than here. We,
4: I, th- I, th- I think we do. But I know that in Argentina, there are much more cows than people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but know, the thing is that... The, no, in yes, India, there are
3: more cows than people. mean because we can't yes. actually do anything like that with them. So That's true. You don't. <laughs>
4: That's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> the true sin is not to eat the cow. The cow wants to be eaten.
2: Oh, <laughs> but or cows just... are, ho- are like are like holy in India, right? Yeah, no, they are. Very... Yeah. yeah, they're considered they're, like me.
3: everyone's mother because their milk is what all of us mm. drink. So yeah. they consider it a holy status. So sorry, but they're, they are cons-
4: they are holy here too. i'm not denying it. you worship them
3: differently
4: (laughs) yes exactly we worship ourselves
0: it's a stomach god Um, ah
4: that's my kind of god
3: yeah (laughs) well i had a really interesting religious debate actually with my dad when i was younger because there are some older scriptures in indian texts that talk about like animal sacrifices and i was like but then you can't just waste that animal so somebody must be eating them and he got really upset because he couldn't refute the statement, but he also like, didn't have the way to justify, like being vegetarian. <laughs> Interesting. But what yeah. are you doing?
4: I'm still. I'm trying to <laughs> Sorry, cook. So, no, hearing
0: like packages <laughs> in
4: saying, the background. She, was, she, she <laughs> was saying something really cool, and I was just looking at the package of flan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: terrible
4: i'm sorry i'm a shallow I was just guy
3: making an argument to back you up and you were looking at fun instead it's okay i had you no, no, i'm tra-
4: I, i'm reading a recipe in spanish and trying to listen to you guys in english and i like I can't
2: do it. hey uh Pacha, when you guys you're calling us for our listeners who aren't aware he's calling in from the buenos aires area and yeah. you guys had a uh what? How do you say it? A uh, a illegal rehearsal today. Gathering. An illegal. I don't want to Yes. Say illegal. An illegal but want to say like uh, a... illegal re- rehearsal. Yes. And so, That's how did you? Have. Do you um? How did you guys meet up? Do you drive or are are the trains still running or the buses running? How's all that working? No, no,
4: we, we drove, and the, our new kind of player. He doesn't live in Buenos Aires. He lives one hour away, mm-hmm. and. It's difficult for him to get into the city because it's a bit locked, Buenos Aires. And but he had, he had a he has a permit because he has a how do you call it a, like a recording he, he has a company so he could manage to get a permit for essential workers. Okay. For now this this week he can use it. And next week, well, the controls are going to be tighter. So next week, we're going to see if he can still come to Buenos Aires. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, we are trying to rehearse once a week for three mm-hmm. weeks and try to record our new CD, our oh, no, album. Wow. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, so for those I, of you I just tuning
2: just tuning in, we're listening, uh, that's Pacha talking about uh, El Cachevache, the band that we had on earlier today. And you can listen to them uh, on pod, our Podbean app and on their website, at Exactly. They are, you, they you are too risking um... uh, their legal status just to bring us music. Yes, yeah. we are.
0: I feel earlier we sneaked into the rehearsal space and now we're in Pache's kitchen.
4: Yes. <laughs> <We're>
0: like, traveling.
4: <laughs> that was... Before was, like, the, the, the group's kitchen... And now this is like the real thing. This is what I really know what to do. Just
2: hang out before you go on the the bathroom field trip, okay?
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know, last time I was here that I played for you guys, I -hmm. listened to the rest of the show in my bathtub, but I didn't want to say anything because it was like... Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, you stayed till
0: the end, I remember.
4: Yes, I did. I was... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was in my bathtub. (laughs) I sorry a bath.
2: i took a bath two nights ago in a while and i watched really of uh baseball highlights because we don't have our sports right now
1: <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm watching that's, like
2: that's lame as fuck, but i did
4: it i i'm watching football, football matches like from the world cup in 1998. are you? Yeah.
3: that's yeah. crazy. puja do you like any sports? if so what sports? I- I will go watch sports if I'm with a group of people and they're really into it. But honestly, yeah. I prefer watching them live instead of, like, recordings. Yeah, so okay. cause that gets me more <laughs> into the energy and the excitement of what's going on. Like, yeah, even yeah, if yeah. it's, like, a baseball game, but it's in person, I will have a lot more fun than if I'm watching it, like, at a bar with a bunch of people. I fully agree. The yeah. only
0: one yeah. that I can watch on TV that I enjoy a lot is... Uh, when it's the World Cup with soccer. Hmm.
2: Yeah, because everybody's freaking out. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah And I used Crazy. to be a
3: swimmer, so that's usually what I like to do more mm. in terms of sports. But it's not necessarily as much fun to watch as it is to do.
0: Well, it's not shown much. Of course, Olympics yeah. are fun to watch. Then we, you catch all that, and you catch the ski jumps and stuff like that, which right. are super fun to watch. But
2: so, Chico, this reminds me um, of that when we were in Cuba with with all our with all those friends of ours, we all ended up um, going as a big group, coincidentally. But it was amazing. And then uh, Julie, my friend from Cleveland, had her at the time her husband, her boyfriend was living there, Miguel, and I called him and somehow got us invited to their salsa rehearsal. Amazing. and that was so freaking cool because there we were 8 of us in our group and there were probably 10 of them in their band and we were in a room about the size of like a small closet and <laughs> we had to yeah. hear them jam all, all afternoon and it was you know obviously it's Cuba so it's really hot and there's no air conditioning and we're in this little room but it, man that was that was such okay, a cool experience can I request
0: be... something can you mute yourself when you're not talking
4: yeah oh.
0: Is that rude?
4: The, we, Is that you're hearing
0: the Yeah, I'm mean,
4: yeah, really. you're doing. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I don't <laughs> know how to
4: <laughs> mute myself.
0: Uh, do, you, do you see that red phone button at the bottom of your screen? The, when you press that, it will say mute or hang up.
2: I think he got it. He got it. What's oh for dinner, God, Pauline? Okay. Uh, Pacha's making meatballs. That's so, what's for dinner.
4: But
0: I remember that, of course, Adam. It was amazing because we were... Um, First invited to meet, you were invited to meet Miguel, and we just all like seven of us tagged along and walked through. It feels like all of Havana to get to the sound studio first, and so I'm mm-hmm. recording a song.
2: Yeah, and that then, old sound studio that was like something that I would you would see in like a Miles Davis photo. It was so old. School. Yeah,
0: it was amazing. And then um we were told that they're gonna rehearse. So I was like, oh my god, can we come? Like. Yeah, I think we kind of, of in, imposed a little <laughs> bit.
2: Well, we were yeah. supposed to go see them play live, but then they said that they couldn't get, you know, the way things are in Cuba, they they couldn't get the sound equipment to the gig because somebody's car broke down, so they canceled the gig. You know, and it was like oh, that simple true. and it was it was so it, they just sort of made it sound like it was totally a normal thing too, like, oh, well, yeah. we can't get the equipment to the gig, so we're not we're not having a gig. And it was like, oh, huh. like in the states, you know, you'd figure out another way or you know, you'd call somebody, but and then you and were like we, we could come watch you rehearse <laughs> he was kind of like thrown off for a minute he's like but i think uh, he
0: offered okay. it first and then when i actually took it out he was like and realized that it's eight of us right. i could i remember them looking at each other like oh, i don't know and then finally they said yes and then next day we realized why they hesitated right because
2: it was such a the- tiny little room
0: yeah but it was
2: so cool to be in that space with them playing and we met that guy jackson from england who was like just sort of bumming around cuba
0: yeah he was there just to record that and they were so bit puja and pacha like and everyone else listening they were recording a song or two every day or every week i don't remember but they were only rehearsing it a couple times the day before and then they would just go to recording right uh, it,
3: it that was sounds so, pretty incredible
0: yeah. And then, you know,
2: what's really funny is I was walking out of the Ukrainian restaurant on a Monday one night, and I, walk, I walked right into Jackson. Hmm. He's remember. like, he was with some girl, and they're hanging out in the village, and I walk out, and there he is, and I'm like, yo, hey. We chatted for a
4: minute. Um, That's
3: pretty
4: cool. Such small a small world.
3: world. Cuba that recording studio. List? Oh, sorry, go
4: ahead. Sorry. That, that recording studio you were talking about in Havana, I think it's Egram. Mm-hmm. The, like state uh, recording studio. Everybody probably. records there. Yeah, probably, I'm sure it's probably yeah. the one. It's yes, I, to... they, they used to have a, I've been in Cuba a couple of times. I went to study once and then I went back to play in a festival and that's where I got my alcoholic hepatitis oh, the fuck. second time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. What? it was insane. I, yes, I went to play in a, in a rumba and son festival and I hang out with Cuban musicians every day for two weeks. Uh And they drink a lot. And I drank with them all the time. And then when I came back to Argentina, my liver exploded. Whoa. It was really Oh, my God. Jesus. Anyway, we used to hang out in the EGREM, the recording studio, which is like, as you said, like from a picture from a Miles Davis uh, record. And they have like uh, this stage outside. Every Tuesday they used to have septeto Habanero, which is a sept- uh, septeto. I mean, a seven guys band.
1: Uh-huh. They were
4: all eighty something or ninety. Oh, they played. They're from Santiago. De Cuba. Oh wow! And they were amazing. And they would play like two hours in a row. And this ninety-five year old guy would dance with every foreigner. Wow. Those guys are the best. <laughs> yes, Cuba is insane. Man. And I was laughing when you when you, when you told the story when well, they said. Are you gonna play? No, we have no car, no gig. That's, that's that's really common in Cuba. And they they like they don't care. They, it's something that happened. Well, they the other these... thing,
2: we went to a milonga on the promenade in the central Havana, and then afterwards they're like, oh, we're gonna continue at my friend's art studio. It's an art gallery down the street. And I remember we went, and we had brought all these shoes for everybody, and we gave the shoes away at the outdoor milonga, and then. I think we went on our own for a while, and then we went later to the art gallery. The art—it's it's actually this guy's home for the milonga. And I go in, and the guy that I gave my shoes to—he's still dancing in his socks.
4: Pacha. 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 Stop doing <laughs> Stop <you're> washing. Doing.
2: <laughs> so he's still—he's still dancing in his socks. And I said, eh, you know, porque no le gusta mis zapatos, los zapatos? Why don't you like the shoes? And he said. I've never danced in shoes before. I don't know how, I can't, I tried them and I don't <laughs> like, like he couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> so cute. And then,
2: and then we were drinking rum there and we ran out of rum and I said, you know I'll go get some more rum at the store. And they all looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Cause there were no stores to get rum at,
4: you know? <laughs> it's such I, a different, I, I, just I, a
2: totally different lifestyle. You know, it's crazy.
4: I did a tiny tour that, that second time I went to Cuba, I did a tour we played in Havana in a couple amazing places, and then we we grab the bus and we travel to another, other cities. And everything gets broken all the time. And what I admire about the Cubans is the way they improvise everything in the moment. Yeah. They are masters of improvisation and fixing things. But they have this this phrase, "Caballero se jodió," like people. is broken and nobody gets mad i mean if i'm here in argentina in a bus touring and someone says it's broken we can't go on i would be like very angry and i would shout to people and cubans like they're used to it and they just Mm. keep on and
0: they fix stuff I, i agree they don't make problems out of problems yeah. They just deal with it and move on. It's
4: amazing. And they dance. They're so everybody's so beautiful. I hate them. <laughs> the girls, you know,
2: man. Their tango know. scene for not ever having a teacher really. I mean, when you consider their you know, I think um, maybe Noelia and, and Pablo once went there but you know, they don't have teachers. They had amazing dancers. They just pick it up. It was crazy <laughs>
0: because they know to dance. I think they yeah. just they just dance. Like everyone, I danced, with didn't matter the level. Like could feel the music and mm-hmm. could make you feel the music. And they I think that Amgars were great.
4: Mostly they have they know how to have a good time, right?
0: Exactly, exactly.
4: Yeah. So well, guys, you, I,
0: you, one quick. Sorry, question.
4: guys. I I will. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Tell me.
0: You played the Cuban guitar for us last time, so you had gone to train for that?
4: No. I went to... The first time I went to Cuba, I wanted to study... I was a bass player, and I wanted to get to know more about the folk music and Latin jazz mostly, but I ended up studying musicology with a... It's like an anthropology of music with a great teacher in Cuba, and and I got into ceremonial music, and I went to a lot of rituals, yeah. uh, santeria rituals, and it was amazing. That was like wow. the best.
1: So yeah, that is
4: that is intense, and that is really, you know, when I went to Cuba the first time, I didn't believe in any God, in any religion. And when I went to Cuba and came back, I started believing in everything. Everything is for <laughs> me, it's possible and real. It was a, like my first uh, big trip. Outside and inside my body also. Interesting.
2: That's very cool. Yeah. And
0: you
4: stayed yeah. there for a
0: couple months or like six months?
4: Yes. No, 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 no. Month and a half.
0: Okay. Because okay. I, I, I
4: couldn't get into into music school because I was already over 23. And That's so cool. I went on my own. I went on my own and, and I had a friend over there. He's from my hometown also and he's a percussionist. And he was deeply involved in religion, and he was living in Habana vieja with a he had like a foster family over there he was engaged to this Cuban lady and he lived with her his girlfriend and the his mother-in-law and a lot of people very crazy yeah, so definitely. he was like my tour guide of the most bizarre and unique country i've ever been. i've been. In almost 50 countries, there's nothing like Cuba. Nothing. No,
2: definitely not. You can find
4: you can find crazy places, exotic places, but Cuba is a whole different universe, yeah. and it's insane. I love I the agree. place. It's amazing.
3: Yeah. I All of you I had already convinced back. me that I needed to go, but I definitely now need to go because I feel like I'm the only one on the call who has not been.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to go, Fuja. It's we were...
1: like
3: one place I would go back in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, well, maybe we, were, we can we go were...
3: together then whenever we can all actually start going places. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, Fantastic.
2: we got so, it was like Sharon and I and Chico were talking about going and then Michael Portelli called me one night and he's like, and he's never traveled. This guy's 60-something and he's never really traveled outside of like New York City. And he calls me one night and he's like, Cuba, come on, Cuba, let's do it. Come on, you know, <laughs> you know how Portelli is. Cuba, come on. And so I look over at Sharon across the room and I'm like, Sharon Portelli's on the phone he wants me to buy a flight to Cuba and she's just like okay and so we just (laughs) bought it like at that moment and then I think I sent Chico a a message or something and I was like we got our tickets we're going to Cuba and then it turned into like eight of us yeah we We all got it we stayed in this Airbnb together that um what's his name what was his name sweetest guy ever I mean everybody there is so sweet and um, we stayed in this house. And... I
0: felt like we lived in that house for a long time because all the neighbors knew us right away. And, like, mm-hmm. it was just we became friends with the lady, two houses down, and the guy in the next house. It was just, like... Magical. It, magical. Every day was
2: a magical day. Like, yeah. every day. And we, didn't
0: have, what... we, we were eight people with one key to the house and no
3: cell phones, no internet. Mm-hmm. That's the life I wish I could have right now. Instead of being on the internet and working, because I hope you guys can't hear me type, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't. Great, Rosanna is
0: here. We're I going wanna go to, to tango confessions. You better
5: go to Cuba too. I know, but I feel like um, don't they have restrictions again? I don't go to Cuba.
2: No, I mean maybe now Shouldn't because of the work.
5: No, I mean, I heard, like I think Trump got rid of, like, like he imposed the embargoes again. I, I heard
2: that, but then I heard other people were still going, so I'd have yeah. to. I think we'd have to double check oh. that. I want
5: to. So this, to
2: this is there. your first time calling, Rosanna. You listen every yes. week. Yes,
5: I know. I'm like lurking in the back, <laughs> having it in the background, and I'm finally in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Hello? fantastic.
2: And you're so... <laughs> and you're gonna play a game for us.
5: Yes, right? I'm gonna play so, a game. Remind me again, like, how to do it. What What's the game about? A story,
0: right?
2: Tango Confessions. So, this is the intro. Tango Confessions. So, the story, the game is like this. Pooja and Pacha, since you're still on the phone. Rosanna's going to tell yes, us Yes, here story. I am. Are you guys still there? Yeah. I'm still yeah, there. yeah, here I am. All right, if you want to play, you got to stay on the phone for a few more minutes. Rosanna's gonna tell us a story, and we have to guess if it's true or false.
0: And she's gonna. And everybody a... listening
2: at home can type in their answers once the story's over, true or false.
0: And what's gonna happen though? She's gonna tell the story, and now we're gonna have two minutes to ask
3: her questions. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop typing and pay attention to the story now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I. So we have two minutes to verify whether the the story is true or fall or not okay all right
5: so years and years ago um when i first moved to new york city i was new to the city and new to new york tango and i didn't really know anybody and somehow i met this guy in tango and he was like hey why don't you come to this milonga you know, come in early and it's usually not crowded and we'll dance a little bit and practice and then, like, you know. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And I think it was Triangulo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this was, like, five years ago. Mm-hmm. um, So I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Let's go to Triangulo. So it's like I'm making my way down to, I think it's it was 7th and 13th. Street or something in Chelsea and surprise surprise I'm running late it's like 10 15 already and I'm <laughs> like you know it starts at 9 30 and it ends at midnight I have to work at like the next day so whatever I'm like late I'm running it's the dead of winter so I like I can't feel my face I can't feel my like fingers I can't find the place because I'm so bad with directions even though like I have google in my phone, I'm like, I can't find my left from my right my north from my south. I'm like running, <laughs> running, circles, trying to find Triangulo. I've never been there before. So I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. So I'm like kind of freaking out. I'm late already. He's like, where are you? And I'm like, I don't know. So I look at my phone and I look for the building number. And I think it was 25. I could be wrong, but it was like a number. And I look up, and the building is right in front of me. Let's say it was, like, Building 25, West 13th Street. And I was like, oh, my God, that's 25. I see the building, and it's, like, across from me. So I get really, really excited. I'm already, like, really nervous, embarrassed. I'm late. And I just start running, running towards the building, towards, like, Building 25. And I'm running, and I'm running, and I'm running. And I don't know why but I did not realize that the, like the entrance to the building had glass doors. (laughs) So I'm running, I'm running and I run into the glass doors and I go like, (laughs) bam, like head, like my face just slams a freaking like glass. And I'm like, I, I'm not like knocked out, but it, it does take me like a couple of seconds of me being disoriented and being like, what the fuck was that? Did I just run into glass doors? Like, what the fuck? And I'm looking around, I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, I try to open the doors, they're locked. So I'm like, okay, how do I get in? I'm texting my friend like, hey, I'm like outside, how do I get in? And he's like, okay, you gotta type this like code. So I'm like, okay, I'm like nervous. I just hit my face. I'm like a little bit disoriented. <laughs> my face is a little bit numb from being like the dead of winter. So I don't really like, I know I hit myself pretty hard, but like, I'm like, I have to make my way up there. So I get in, I go to, you know, get in the elevator, I'll go upstairs and I walk in and I'm trying to like, you know, kind of look around, look for my friend and I go to this like the little entrance paying thing, and I pay my thing, and the guy's like looking at me, like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm looking for my friend.. Da-da-da-da-da. So I just kind of pay, but I'm still feeling like, okay, I'm not like feeling great cause I just hit my freaking head. <laughs> and then I go like, "Okay, I have to go to the bathroom. Where's the bathroom? And he's like, "Well, you gotta go outside, so you I went outside went to the bathroom, I look at myself in the mirror, like I have a freaking like my lips are swollen, my lips like my <laughs> teeth hit my lips so I have like actually like a small cut that's bleeding and like I look like somebody has beaten the shit out of me, like somebody put me in the tights. and I'm like what the fuck and my eyes are a little red because I'm actually like in pain and it's winter and I'm like I'm kind of like purple in a way. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just ran into glass doors. Like, who does that? Like, I'm feeling so stupid. So I kind of like, okay, put myself together, wash my hands. Um, I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. Like, I'm bleeding a little bit. And like, mm, like, a quarter of my face is swollen. So I go back and I pretend like nothing has happened. And my friend's like, what the hell happened to your face? And I was like, oh, I just like ran through the doors like glass doors like an idiot and he's like oh like it looks really 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 bad so yeah i just went to that milonga with a bloody lip looking like somebody had bitten the shit out of me and and i but i by the end of the night like i'm already like pretty warm and i'm starting to like oh my god my face freaking hurts and anyways, I had a great time, first time at Triangulo, cool place, oh my god, New York Tango, cool, and then on my way back, as I'm, like, exiting the same glass doors, I, like, look at, like, where I hit my face, and you can actually see, like, saliva with a little bit of blood, and, like, lip like lip uh, prints and my nose print like in the, in the freaking <laughs> glass and i'm like what the fuck like who does this who who runs into like glass doors oh my God. yeah oh my and then God. like the next like the next morning when i was getting ready for work i was like i don't think i can hide this with makeup because it was like a bloody lip swollen inflamed and it was kind of like purple, pinkish. And I was like, okay, well, that's going to be my look for the next week or so. So I had like an inflamed, bloody lip for a week. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. All right, here we go. Two minutes start. Yeah. <laughs> I already think it's true.
3: I feel like it's... True, but not at Triangulo. I feel like there's just enough false facts here that this happened, but just didn't happen at a single contact.
0: Well, Triangulo's location on, 20th on 13th doors. Street, it did have glass doors. And she yeah, described everything about the bathroom being outside. Like, the what?
3: cross street at the time that I think she's talking of was the older location, which, because it, it's now 26th and 7th, but it used but to be was, like 18th.
2: Rosanna, nine. how many years huh. ago were you? This when did like, you move to New York? Five
5: years I ago. I moved to New York late 2014, but I'm pretty yeah, we sure met. I went like February so you, or March 20th. So that was yeah, the so
2: new you, location. You, you went to the one with the mural on the wall.
5: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
2: you the, guys are in the, the, the mural on one. the wall is the is well, the one that one I, is I went the to the first time. One. Yeah, the old one is the triangular one. Then it's there's the, the th- second one, which Chico is calling the new one. But no, oh, okay. Chico, there is even a, new, a third new one, one. that, uh, that Pooja yeah, is talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah,
3: I was talking about the third new one. I wasn't yeah. talking about the second new one, which is also okay. where I started to learn to dance tango. So, Pocha, do you have any questions or anyone else for
0: Rosanna?
1: <laughs> no, I think <laughs> everything's <really laughs> true.
4: It happens to so me. <laughs> it happens to me. It happens to me last year. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, Pauline
2: says, "Can't be true." Okay, Sharon says true. Marcos is just proud of her for some reason. I don't know why. great bravo. Bravo.
5: <laughs> but, great job worry, running into glass doors like an idiot. The... Also, well, the I feel like was...
3: the second Triangulo had so much scaffolding around all the time during that time that like it wouldn't have been totally clear glass. I don't,
0: I don't know. Remember I should it. have it just scaffolding.
2: Like... There was scaffolding across remember. the street, I remember. I don't remember... I also didn't go to Triangular a lot back then, so I don't know because we had Army mean, Long on Wednesday. Once
3: I discovered you guys, I stopped going there. To be honest, I hope I haven't made any enemies now by saying that. But uh, when <laughs> no, I first no, no. started out, I I used to go there all the time because that's where I started to learn. And then mm-hmm. I met Alberto, and he introduced me to you you two. And then I kind of really just went to You Should Be Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
0: Marcellus
2: yeah. is false.
3: I
0: say false too. Mar-
2: i'm gonna say true
0: i okay have... here are the facts that make me think it's true one the minute she said she was late or
3: however <laughs> oh, many minute, oh. minutes she was late i was like that's rosanna that's me. oh i was surprised she even agreed to meet somebody early because i you remember when we that was true you remember
2: rosanna <laughs> used to volunteer at tango cafe and like, yeah i have you know you We've... can't f- fire volunteers. We actually had to fucking- fire.
5: I was <laughs> fire, yes. That, I, I totally I like, forgot about that. I look, was actually I said, fired. Look, I love you From volunteering. Person,
2: but you were fucking fired. You cannot do this.
5: You- Why did what was I fired? Was it because I was like I think you I got really late. drunk what night, but I think oh. what fire me was I got oh my really God. drunk what night and I started like I I you was were crying underneath <laughs> a freaking table. I was like crawling well, on the wouldn't... floor and I okay. was like crying under and hiding underneath the table. I think that's yeah, what no, like no. made it. It for wasn't
0: me. one occasion in particular, but I think like there were several instances that you either couldn't make it last minute or you came late. Or there was that drunk incident I remember too, which we cracked up about. Um and we were like, Not we love her. Record. We want her to come back to Tagla <laughs> Cafe. We just can't have her volunteer.
2: I was like, you can even still be a guest for all I care. Just don't work the fucking door
5: anymore. <laughs> Not a good look. I just Bunches like Latin people.
0: I have a vision of you crawling on the floor, but maybe that's from the party at Michael's in my head right now. Who knows? Oh, no. I do do that. Wow. <laughs> why do i do that so
2: much seems to be a thing
5: <laughs> seems to be a thing now looking back all right <laughs> so times. so
3: the votes so yeah, if truths,
5: we have few we just say
2: false got some false more truths than falses
3: well but yes. i mean we need to make this interesting right everyone can't just say true so i'm going with false cool no
5: all it right. was an actual lived experience it did happen
1: uh. I did run into glass
5: walls. <laughs> Going to Triangulo. Going to Triangulo. I cut my
0: lip. I looked like I had Botox for like a week. <laughs> oh, That's how bad it was. I think you should have finished the story saying, and then I went to work and everybody thought my boyfriend beat me up. and you know, Yeah, right. Yeah, I call they called the cops.
5: <laughs> they probably were like, this girl is like either insane, was in a fight, some beat her up at home. Who
3: knows what they were saying? I don't know. I would have assumed you won whatever fight it was. So <laughs> I, just,
2: I just I just love the idea yeah. of like you walking in not knowing your face is all smashed up and the guy at the door is just like
5: yeah. are He was like you okay? looking at me like and I like, okay? was like, like, um yeah, cool. I just need to go to the bathroom. And then I'm, it, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs>
2: i can actually relate when i was in fifth grade i tripped going up a flight of stairs and i smashed my chin on the railing and i went to the nurse's office and she was out for lunch so this they had like a kid there like like i don't know like a fifth grader i was in fifth grade he was anyway he gave me a band-aid and i put it on my chin and i went up to class and i remember walking in the class and i don't feel any pain you know i don't it didn't hurt Um, I ended up getting six stitches in my chin though,
4: but I I remember walking
2: into class and everybody's looking at me like, you know, this, this horrified look. And I'm just like, all of a sudden I'm super fucking paranoid. I'm like, uh, what the hell's going on? I have no clue. And then I look down and I see blood like everywhere because you know, I've got a hole in my chin, but so I can, I can understand the, you're, you're, you're seeing this guy looking at you like bloody murders just happened, which sort of happened. <laughs> and you're just totally like, I don't know what the fuck's going on.
0: I'm like, and um, it's so yeah. And it's amazing. Like I think sometimes feeling pain or not feeling pain. Like when I remember also as a kid when I fell down once and hit my um, um, my neck, but the front part of my neck. And I almost punctured <laughs> I almost I never fall right so I was playing a game and I like crashed the front of my neck in the windowsill concrete and I was like everybody was like what are you okay and I'm like I'm okay I'm okay and then I wipe it off and I see blood and I just started screaming just like because I saw blood before then I was like oh it's cold. nothing happened and so we don't necessarily like It may not even hurt unless we see blood. Now, with the visual, we freak out. Mm -hmm. I happen to eat
1: the
0: floor a lot.
5: (laughs) You happen to what? Oh,
2: you and Chico have that in common.
5: (laughs) I eat the floor a lot. I'm well acquainted with the floor. I'm very, very clumsy. We're good
0: friends. We're good
2: friends. Yeah, that's Chico too. (laughs) She falls down when there's nothing there. I know. And these are (laughs) fucking dancers, Pacha. I mean, give me a break. (laughs) (laughs)
0: no i just like checking what's on the ground right no
2: we were walking one time we were in annapolis we're in annapolis once with david zuckerman and and i'm walking ahead of them and i hear bam and i don't even look around i'm just like did chico fall and he's like yeah are you okay and i'm like yeah she does it all the time don't worry (laughs) (laughs)
0: yep thank god Uh, it
2: true hasn't story.
0: Happened in a while. True story. True
4: story. A day oh, in the my life. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a foster. cool
0: story. Yeah. yeah,
4: go for it. Sorry, guys, I have a cool story that I I think I never told it, and perhaps I can tell it now, and you will tell me if it's true or false.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> deal. Second round two. I will
4: try I'll try to do this short it was a cool one okay it was like this it was in Austria Austrians are like Germans but like they're more like crazy they're a bit more sexual So thing was that we were on tour and we went to play in a city called Graz, and we were hosted by this very sweet couple they were over 60 almost 70. They had a very nice house. They waited for us with a huge meal, a great dinner, wine, and beer, and everything. And everything was good. The following day, we had our show. And after playing, I was um, the lady. I'm not going to tell the name. She approached, and she, like, uh, put me... Into the corner, and she was like, "Oh, I enjoyed the show so much; that was really great." And she was like approaching, like she wanted to kiss me, and she was like, "I'm like my mom," so I didn't know what to do, <laughs> and I was, I was looking for the guys with my uh, with my sight to try to get out of the situation, and I see her husband in the bar with a very tall beer smoking a cigarette with crazy eyes, looking at me like, yeah, yeah, do, do it, it. Yeah. do it, yeah. And he was like <laughs> taking big hits of his cigarette, and it was like, <laughs> I don't know, and the guy was, he used to sell, he sells cobblestone, so he was like an old guy but very uh, build-up guy. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and, well, I... Got away, and I met the guys, and I was like, "You're not gonna believe what just happened to me." And they told me, "Yes, the woman wanted to kiss you, and the guy was in the bar."
1: <laughs> yes,
4: wait, that happened to you? Yes, it happened to all four of us. We had
1: a, oh, a we
4: had a female female violin player, and when we came back to the house, uh, they told her, um, "Would you like to sleep with us in our apartment because you don't have any place?" any room with these four guys, and she was like, she was French and she was kind of silly and she was like, oh, but you just have one bed, and they were like, yeah, we are going <laughs> to sleep with us. Wow. No, nobody, nobody did, and the following morning, they, okay, it, it's not that they were angry at us, they treated us like grandsons and they woke us up with a huge breakfast and everything was fine anyway wow <laughs> okay but <it's> a, <laughs> wait, this has a, the, the best is the second part after that we breakfast like they were like treating us like kids and we know that they wanted they wanted to fuck every one of us That's the hilarious. Night before. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so how the comfortable
0: did you sleep in that house
4: no no we were in a we were in a, in, a, in another apartment but we know that they wanted to fuck us and the crazy eyes. Well, the following morning we were like driving to uh, I don't know Budapest. It's close. <laughs> so the guy said, uh, "What uh, what way or what route are you going to take?" And, well, let me take you out of the city. And he drove uh, his van and we drove our van and we stopped at the gas station. This guy, the cobblestone guy, he was a build-up bald guy, crazy eyes. And he wore very tight sport sport sportwear, very tight. Like he has this tiny shorts way into his ass and you could see everything. And we stopped at a gas station and there were uh, four very, very big skinheads drinking beer at 11 a.m. And our van was very filthy. So while we were filling up, the van. Uh, the guy said, "Oh, the glass full of bugs," and he crawled n- onto the van and started like wiping the windshield with his ass. Like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was really bizarre. And the Nazis were looking like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? That is one of us cleaning the van for these four, five gypsies." <laughs> and, when we, and when we drove away. These Nazis look at us like... Whoa! That's Marco, the end.
0: Marcos says this is not... No, I don't think he believes I this story. I, I don't believe this story either.
4: I wouldn't believe it either, Ross. <laughs> wow. I, I have to believe what, it. I Ch- be sure.
0: needs to do Tango Confessions next week. <laughs>
4: <Man>. <laughs> I will.
0: Excellent. Holy okay, I,
4: I will... I will cut communication with you guys. I will stay to hear what you say about me, and mm-hmm. then I will I will write down which is the real answer. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Will... tell us
5: now. You need to tell us now if it's true or not.
2: Maybe
4: maybe Wait, next Mar- week. Mar- he tells us. Marcos, he um. doesn't believe me. <laughs> okay, I will tell you now. This is, this is all totally truth. Yeah, you can't make this, this shit happen. happen. <laughs> Yeah, no 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 you can't if you if if you want to create some weird story you're never gonna say that no no it no. happened
0: and I have more
4: crazy stories that I will share with you next week okay. now my meatballs are hot and ready and
0: ready <laughs> that sounds so dirty <laughs> and Go it was a bit gay I'm
4: sorry <laughs> <laughs> my meatballs are ready all right well, thanks for
1: calling, man. enjoy Bosana. your dinner
4: love you guys nice. you love, you
0: love you too hey. meatballs, <laughs> meatballs.
2: And we love your meatballs <laughs> we,
0: we need to do a song for him for his section as meatballs next week Adam let's remember
2: okay I'll try to find a meatball new tango conversation song, song. <laughs> so we got a guy named Jaime calling in right now hi Jaime Hi, Miss.
0: Hi, Miss. Hello, hi, Miss.
6: Hey, thanks, guys, for inviting me. This is great.
0: Yeah, our pleasure, man. Thanks for joining us. You're like, (laughs) yeah, sure. You didn't even question it. You don't know what you got yourself into yet.
6: (laughs) I was listening to, uh, now that I know this exists, I was listening to some of the earlier podcasts. um, Laughing my ass off, and you know, the one with Alex was really funny. Oh yeah, well, I mean, Alex.
2: Towards the end, it was like, we were we're like getting to this lull in the program, and then he brings up the right and left concept, and we're like, oh my god! (laughs) I thought we renamed it to west and east. (laughs) Oh man! So James Fregean is joining us, everybody. For those of you who don't know him, you should. That's all I got to say about that. And
0: I want to thank Rosanna. She just disappeared. But thank you, Rosanna, for your fantastic yardage. story.
6: I don't yeah. know why Adam called her a dirty hippie. You
2: know. He
0: called himself a dirty hippie. And uh, you yeah. a dirty and, hippie. And, and what, I was calling you a
2: dirty hippie, no, buddy. A
0: What? what? <laughs> what
2: a grunge hippie. That's what I said.
6: Did you guys miss my whole L.A. phase?
2: We missed yeah. your whole LA yeah.
6: Matt. It was like hair we, product and
2: I saw what? photos of it. I saw, we saw photos suits. of it. Oh yeah, yeah. we, was,
0: we saw photos, that. but I thought it was a
2: clone. That, that was uh, <laughs> that was after Seattle, and then you were in and out of New York for a while, and then then you were in LA for a while, right? Yeah, more yeah. or less. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've seen you since even before you were in LA there's a and whole lot of
6: sweden in there. there
0: yeah oh yeah that's right yeah that's true before l.a no yeah,
6: yeah. starting 2010 i guess yeah
2: and how old is ravenna now is that is she 10
6: oh she's 13 13 oh wow. my god she's like five foot eight and uh <laughs> uh yeah yeah wonderful awesome
0: that's you great. probably had her two years after we met you or something then it's crazy mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we haven't been in touch much since uh, since you were in Seattle. So this is going back a long time. And I you know, there think was, last this time was Hurricane this... Sandy, right, right. Oh yeah! Oh my God! What a what a weekend! What a story! You came to teach. <laughs> yes. We were in our We organized workshops for you in New York, and we were in New we were in uh, Nashville, and we got stuck in Nashville, and then because of the hurricane, and then you couldn't teach basically. Except I think we cobbled together one workshop that you did. And then you and I and Krista just walked around my neighborhood in Brooklyn and drank a bottle of tequila and ate food. And
0: then we rehearsed together, I think, one day during that. Yeah. I don't know if that was during we that. We were actually productive. Together. Okay. We were <laughs> yeah. for like an hour maybe. <laughs> Do you yeah. and Pooja know each other? Puja is
3: on the fourth line right now. She's probably typing in the back. Hi Puja. Hi Hi. Uh, I don't know if you remember, James, I think we met once at Tango Cafe, actually, and then we were kind of like ships passing in the night, because I moved to Seattle, but you had already left, and I think there were a couple of other instances where I just barely missed you.
2: And okay, I think right? you both
3: are in New Mexico now. No. Well, you mean James is in New Mexico.
2: I am.
3: Yeah. I am in Austin. Who is in Austin? Oh, yeah,
0: Texas.
2: Texas. Yeah, almost yeah. The same
0: thing. <laughs> Texas. Texas. <laughs> In my head, it fell under New Mexico for a second. I think I was thinking oh, Albuquerque from like. Well, oh, it was there. all
2: once, you know, a part of Mexico. So. Yeah, it was
6: all like northern Mexico yeah. a while ago. But... There you go. Oh, thanks you guys.
0: Just...
3: Thanks guys for not making me feel like shit. Wow. I do think. So how's that everything that, going? Were you guys going to New Mexico in May? We were there before COVID. We were
2: there last weekend, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Last weekend yeah. we were there. We were there and with Tim Hogart.
3: And I was planning yeah. on uh, taking a road trip out and I was gonna bring some people. Yes. Yeah. And, and we had friends, <laughs> students,
2: friends from LA were gonna come. Joanna and, and uh some friends from LA were gonna drive Jessica over. Jessica and...
3: and
0: yeah. And then we were bringing a bunch of people from New York. So it was gonna be a cool ass trip.
2: Yep. And it was another will be one again we're gonna have someday. to do in the future. Yeah. Yeah, we
3: will
6: oh, yeah. have to. For sure, absolutely. Uh I, I think, you know, it we kinda lucked out with it because uh all the seasons are really beautiful in northern New Mexico, but spring is, is kind of the unofficial worst season. Mm-hmm. We didn't tell you that when you guys were coming, oh, or we just oh, tell <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it's super beautiful anyway. Everything is blooming. I mean, it it really is gorgeous. I, but but uh, it's often really windy and super dry, and for much of the state, that's definitely been true this year. So, but uh, every season is is pretty awesome. But if you guys come in the fall or winter or whenever whenever it's possible, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be gorgeous.
2: And, what brought you there stuff. anyway? I'm curious because you've been there a while now
6: yeah this is the third time i've lived here actually
2: oh wow
0: oh wow
6: yeah i i moved out here in 98 to go to college to go to st john's uh which is a hilarious thing for me to do uh (laughs) given my (laughs) the rest of my life choices i had a lot of fun i don't think i learned anything i got in a lot of trouble and uh, i was already teaching tango then uh, for a couple of years Uh, high school got me started but uh, yeah, I, I had been coming out here uh, to, to Santa Fe uh, for like day trips as part of this summer camp that I went to every summer starting when I was 10, I think, for, for and then every year from then on. And uh, we, it was a way super remote camp in uh, north, northwestern New Mexico but we would always drive into Santa Fe and I always just thought it was incredible. It looked like an ancient city,
1: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just
6: sort of hiding out in America, you know, and, uh, <laughs> uh with all the Adobe and everything. And, and, uh, I fell in love with it. yeah. And, and so I wanted, I really, really the area is the biggest thing that brought me, uh, originally, uh, to, to decide to go to St. John's and then, uh, I dropped out and then I, I went back again. So I moved back to Santa Fe after having lived uh, for like half a year in Denver and half a year in Portland and some time in L.A. again. And then uh, I, went, I went back to St. John's for another semester, uh, mostly just to get back to Santa Fe <laughs> and live here again. And then I brought Krista here many, many years ago on a road trip and she fell in love with it. And we always talked about it from then on, basically, like we, we really want to live in, in New Mexico one day uh, together and we want to live in Santa Fe. And, and uh, so, I mean, f- I guess four and a half years ago, uh, uh, Krista, we had been apart for a little while and Krista was in Lake Tahoe and I was in L.A. It was the tail end of my L.A., uh, my latest L.A. excursion. And... Uh, she said, "You wanna you wanna move to New Mexico with me?" And I was like, "Absolutely, <laughs> let's do it, <laughs> let's go." Uh, and awesome. it, it's it's yeah. It's been really. It's been a, a really really great four and a half years here. Uh, so what a
0: far. great story! Is she Very there awesome. with
6: you now? Um, I think she is. She's gotten home from work, but she's around uh, somewhere doing things. Cool.
2: Uh, so yeah, what's uh, what's What's going on in 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 Santa Fe? Are you guys working a lot in Tango or are you've been kind of laying it feels like you've been laying low compared to when I first met you. You were traveling a lot, teaching a lot of workshops, festivals, things like that. Have you been refocusing your energy on doing just like local things? Things of that oh, nature? Oh yeah.
6: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was thinking, I was listening to your, uh, interview with Alex, your, your podcast with Alex and and his differentiation between his workshop plan versus his local plan. And I thought about it and I thought that used to be a really big deal for me, but I've, I've virtually eliminated my weekend workshop part of my business, uh, completely. I'm just really local, uh, Taos, uh, uh, just an hour and a half north of Santa Fe uh, is where I've invested a whole lot of time, and then Santa Fe here locally with privates, and then since uh, uh, this pandemic, I've been doing you know zooming a lot. I've been learning this technology and all this. No one asked to <laughs> do this, but now we got to do it. You know, this, yeah, this, no, yeah,
0: this is we're all
6: reality. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, I've, i I I thought. Wow, you know, this. This uh, the, after the first time, uh, I gave a Zoom lesson, which was our friend Ann uh, Mansler, um, a fantastic dancer here locally who I've known for probably 20 years or more. Wow. Um and, and she was the first one to ask me uh, for a, a Zoom lesson. And as you guys know, I do a lot of solo drilling. That was a very big part of my early tango. Uh, training and I've, I've tried to keep it. I lost it for, for some years uh, a long time ago, but then I brought it back and I've been trying to make it a, a really major part of my teaching. So I have all these solo exercises, drill exercises, uh, hundreds and hundreds of them uh, from over the years. And uh, Anne knows a lot of those. Uh, so it was really easy for me to just tell her, okay, do this, do forward ochos, uh, you know, on the one and five or whatever, which a lot of tango dancers wouldn't, wouldn't really have any idea what that means, you know, uh, mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, but she knows exactly what I'm talking about. And so she'd do these drills and I, I'd give her feedback and uh, she would work on it and it would look a lot better. And, and she's very talented. So it was very rewarding. And I thought... This is awesome. Like I'm sitting on my couch, uh, <laughs> giving a <laughs> private lesson, you know, and and making an impact uh, uh, on this on this great dancer's uh, dancing. And you know, you know, this whole, the whole future kind of flashed before my eyes of <laughs> you
0: know this this sort of
6: remote reality of of tango. So
0: I I, don't know, him, I, I like that remote reality.
2: Well, I think yeah. we're. We're all gonna have a new. I mean, obviously, this is all gonna end eventually. It may, it may take six months, a year, two years, but you know, it'll end, and then we'll have this new tool to our for our usage. You know, like we will still be able to use Zoom and the uh, and the internet to to communicate and teach, as well as our our regular regularly scheduled programming of teaching and regular classes and all that.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's Absolutely. amazing, it's amazing too. Tool to have, and as a community too. Like, I'm wondering if it's gonna change uh, when people invite you to someplace. Maybe sometimes, like, it will be easier that it's uh, Zoom lessons for a group of people. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I wonder if those things are going to. Or now that people are aware of
2: it, sorry, Chico. Now that people are aware of it, it. they can just, we can still, like, organize a workshop through it and be like, oh, let's do a, a, a two hour Zoom class next weekend. Yeah. for students from all around like one thing Margaret our student Margaret from Halifax said cuz she joins us on Sundays for our class she's like yeah basically I, t- I take a trip to new york city every sunday now and take a class with adam and chico it's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> and i thought that's pretty sweet it's a nice way to look at it
6: you know yeah i met i met Margaret in denver sorry uh, Oh, oh I, yeah, I met, right, I met back Margaret in, the in Denver day. way back and yeah. I haven't seen her in so many years she's oh, fucking okay. god, she's she's cool right oh super she's cool yeah.
2: she's, she's quirky as hell yeah. I love that woman oh, yeah. oh man I just remember the one we've been to Halifax a handful of times I got kicked out of Canada once oh my god what a crazy story but I just remember the one time we're there Mar- Margaret likes her Manhattans and we were at the little the, the community milonga and at the end of the night she's laying in the parking lot on her back <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but I just thought. I know woman. she was laughing her ass
0: up I yeah, think she was, she was like a bug that somebody. turned over and couldn't oh get God. back on her feet again.
2: And for people listening, Margaret's probably you know got to be sixty five, seventy. So it was just uh, interesting, very interesting gig Full to have. Life. Yeah. Great workshops up there in Halifax. And you met her. You met her before she moved there. You met her back in Denver days. Yeah. Wow!
6: Yeah.
2: Hey, I, hey, I, hey,
1: I'm,
0: I'm...
2: Hey, I'm... hey, hey! Cino. Hey, hey, hey!
1: <laughs>
2: you guys know each
0: other? <laughs> God we were descended young. From above. <laughs>
2: Marcelo, joining us from the, the bunkers of Buenos Aires.
0: <laughs> I feel like you're saying bunker, and I'm thinking he's descending from above <laughs> with that voice. Literally.
2: So you guys, you guys know each other, James and Marcella.
7: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were young, way back. And Puja. And Long time ago.
0: At... Of course, of course. Yeah.
2: When, when, when did you guys meet?
7: I remember James in the beginning. I remember a bunch of guys in the same time of, of Alex coming here in Buenos Aires, two thousand ten, or not two thousand one, two thousand three, more or less. And I remember a bunch of people from the States, and I, I remember James from there. And then I met in, in Europe, could it be? In Berlin as well? Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh.
2: Well, you guys are both teachers of ours for a very long time, so.
0: Yes.
7: I'm sorry. It's cool. That was a, it's I
2: cool learned, to have you here.
0: I <laughs> breaks and poses from James. That and was I learned. My first uh, lesson with him
2: carnival demi barrio that was carnival exactly that was, yeah, close yeah. was then, yeah. i still uh, teach great. we still teach that class all the time dude
1: excellent nice i mean yeah. I, I like
2: if i'm yeah. if i show up to a workshop like kind of hungover or tired i'm like we're just teaching carnival <laughs> demi barrio Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> just make him stop and start oh, yeah. on the seven it's fine yeah.
7: <laughs> now yeah, everybody who's listening awesome. they know
2: yeah they know I mean, um, I was inspired hey, by we're opinions. all just sharing each other's shit. That's what we do when we teach, man. You know, there's, only one, Giz- Ocho- there's Giz- only one Ocho, there's only one Ford Ocho, and one back Ocho. So
6: Giz- Giz- says uh, you got to give the other teacher uh, credit for uh, two months, and then it's
2: <laughs> <and then laughs> yours. <they> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I my one of my one of my problems is that I actually. I I don't know if it's a problem, but I give credit forever. Like, if I remember I learned something from somebody, every time I teach it, I always have to bring that up. Like, oh, so-and-so taught me this.
3: I'm similar, and that's why why I have a hard time teaching, even when people ask me to. Like, I I feel like there's so many people who've taught me stuff, and they're still here, so go to them. But because I have a hard time taking credit for things that I learned from other people, too.
7: Before, in the beginning of tango, I don't know, you remember james It was, like, common... And one of the teachers who does still that the same is Angio here in Buenos Aires. Yeah, he, every Gabriel. time that he has a lesson, he, he says, uh, when he shows uh, a choreography, he says, okay, I learned this from this guy, or I learned this from this guy. He's still yeah. holding that. Uh, I love that about to... Gabriel
0: Angio and Natalia Gomez. Oh, Remember yeah. in their
7: classes,
0: think... they always bring up. If it's from Mingo or if it's from mm-hmm. Pepito... Like well, even all...
2: Horacio does that. I mean, most great teachers that I've that I that I work with, uh, all do that, you know. And they all sort of like boil down to the same like four sources. <laughs> 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 and James, yeah. so James, you came that weekend. You came from during Hurricane Sandy. Um, you taught the Mama Bear, Papa Bear count, and you taught a series of drills that I still like use to this day. Personally, and, and as I teach, and um, they were based on like five sequences uh, that you said come out of like a salon style training. Is that is that correct? Or am I remembering incorrectly?
6: Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. And where did that
0: count and the pop up air count now? It's I don't the.
2: Know it I'll let James explain. I can't remember that, actually.
6: Okay, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. for
6: some reason those, those brain cells are gone I don't know I don't know how or why that could happen but you know. so,
2: it was
7: because counting... Fernadona teacher <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you're either counting every beat or every other beat basically so you oh, count like a yeah. dancer, like, like how Chico you Or like count, a musician. Oh, or like a musician. Yes,
7: yes, yes,
2: yes. Oh, and I you and liked I think the... counting
0: like a musician more, I remember. Yeah.
2: And that was the first time I started getting into it, and I really like it now, but it, it was confusing for a while because I was counting every beat instead of every other beat.
0: Actually, when you said oh, yeah, you were yeah. working with Anne remotely and telling her to do the ocho on the one and the five, the first yeah. thing I thought was, is he talking about the musician count one and five? <laughs> because that's how he counts. Or is he counting the...
6: Dancer phrasing. So, oh yeah, that that's just quarter notes. So you know, if it's like nueve de julio, you know, all those little are the eighth notes, and 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 just the the mark is like one two three four five six seven eight one two. You know, so waves of eight counts, but of quarter notes rather than half notes. You know, and the the half note counts. It's the half note count is great for marking out the phrase, you know. Exactly, it's, it's a yeah. two two eight count if you're doing classic choreographer count like quarter notes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, I, I, I haven't actually ever taken a class with Gustavo Navera, but everyone else I know in the tango world has. <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten a lot of. I've gotten a lot of that uh, sort of information, residual information, a lot from Luciana early on. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, of, uh, his, his half note phrase count and his uh, um, eighth note fast count, you know, one, two, three, four, mm. one, two, three, four, one. And I heard Alex teach that as well, and, and that's really fascinating. But I find, for me, my brain can't handle uh, multiple counts and, and just counting eight quarter notes and counting uh, the syncopas and quadrants as ants, So one and, yeah. three, four, five and, seven, eight. It just, it makes sense to my mind. And also like, jumpa, pa, pa, jumpa, pa. You know, on a monopoeia, just random sounds.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, also
6: very nice, you know, and help help with the that, rhythm. That
0: all. helps me the most, I think, to mm-hmm. sing it out some way. But, yeah. Marcelo, Sorry. I studied go- with Gustavo too. At
7: any point? no zero, I took a, I took a, like one or two lessons, and I got confused many times with with the teaching, because I was something that uh, James was mentioned before, right? In my I had training of ballet, and mm-hmm. when I was doing the ballet, the counting is really more to musician style. So mm-hmm. when I go to the ta- when the tango is when they when I went to Tango teachers, they counted in a different way and that cannot like it's not easy for me. My brain cannot handle it because of the training <laughs> of of the ballet. So yeah. I and understand, I understand what James is saying. I'm more used to do the and one, two and and counting the syncope in another way uh, that the teacher in Tango used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, we're, uh,
2: <laughs> J- James is joining us for our segment called Five Questions, even though we're have We've, we've,
0: we're, we've we're asked chatting, some questions, but we were but just We're going to
2: officially start it, so I'm going to play the theme song for us.
6: Five questions. <laughs> Five questions. Five questions.
2: And this song is brought to you by... Five MC Hammer and Bat Johnson, everybody. <laughs> Bat Johnson. <laughs> so, we, uh, we're going to ask you some questions, officially now, before it was not official.
0: <laughs> I okay, a
6: lot because of we're like done. on seven or eight, I think, at this point. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <Well, laughs> I might have a lot of official
0: questions, one.
2: too. I don't want to forget, I do want to go back to my question. I was going to ask you about the sequences that you taught. Uh, that weekend during Hurricane Sandy and, and like some of your earlier influences But the first thing I want to ask you um, is, is much more important And that is What do you consider the best rock band ever?
1: hmm
6: Oh my goodness The best rock band ever
2: Yeah wow. You don't get to pick just 10 think, This isn't like a Facebook like 10 You know, like This is the best ever <laughs>
6: oh wow i was running through millions of possibilities uh you know with my superpower brain and all my super computers and everything i have around here but i couldn't predict this question this is
2: like well
6: one of the only ones i wasn't prepared for okay what, what, Favorite what, rock what, fan ever.
2: what, what was the first <laughs> one that popped into your head when i asked you the question
6: Well, Led Zeppelin, obviously.
2: Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to
6: troll you guys with Greta Van Fleet, who I do like also. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I love them. If if Led Zeppelin never
2: existed, they'd be very impressive.
6: Yes, exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh,
6: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, just just all around, basically,
2: uh, yeah, Led Zeppelin. Good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. For me. All right, that's a light one. Yeah, okay. I have one light one
0: too. <laughs> I have one light one, and then I have so many questions in tango related. But um, what did you think about Adam when he showed up at your door in Seattle to spend a week with you? How was that whoa, whoa, experience whoa, whoa, whoa. for I you? I didn't just show up, <laughs>
2: motherfucker. Actually. James picked me up at the airport.
0: Master, take care of me and teach me. Hold on,
2: hold on. James actually, this was so sweet. I'm gonna before I'm sorry to interrupt the the answer, James, but I just want to say James invited me to come to Seattle to train with him. And I'll keep this short. He picked me up at the airport, but he forgot his car. So we had to take a bus home. Uh, (laughs) Which was very thoughtful. And then he didn't let me spend any money the whole time I was there. He was like very insistent. Like I'm you came out here to work with me. i I I, I prom- like I wanna take care of you. And then all I remember is that we only practiced one time for like an hour. The only all the, all, the, all the rest <laughs> of the time we drank smoked weed and ate food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. This story no, I'm totally say fucking true. Knowing how much he likes drills and working and practicing. He'll I tell said, you all
7: right sounds like uh, uh going to the Himalaya. you go there and just smoke weed that's
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> he walked me yeah. around seattle he took me he, he had a jam session one day i think we went to a jam session and uh, anyway i'll let james answer the so question what out, but was, i just wanted yeah. to give you that little insight in <laughs> <laughs>
6: wait so what was the question again
2: the question is what
0: was your impression of that whole week
6: Oh, and that this whole week. kid
0: showing up, yeah, because you guys didn't know each other that much, no, before that. Like you knew each other, but you didn't really get to spend time with each other.
6: Well, I had a strong affection for him, you know, already because it's like I'm, I'm, I'm slightly ginger, you know, and and we're kind of uniform <laughs> in the tango world, and he's you way more ginger. than I am
0: there is nothing slight no, about
6: no. it You're. Right. <laughs> but i'm not as much as, as adam you know and i just really felt this kinship you know probably literally you know I was, I was somewhere along the line but yeah not so distant cousins but um uh, also uh being from ohio my dad was from ohio and uh i see. He's from ravenna ohio and my daughter's name's ravenna but that had that had no connection i had no idea he was from ravenna <laughs> ohio when I named my daughter that, I found that out afterwards.
0: Oh really? So,
6: yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the Black Keys talking about rock bands, you know um, <laughs> you know I mean from Akron, uh, not not far away from there. and uh, uh, you know anyway, I just I just really felt like uh, 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 his sense of humor and all that, you know, um, all joking aside about the ginger thing yeah uh you know i just felt like i could i could really hang out with this guy and he was uh
0: that's cool
6: um, yeah and, and and i was i was so impressed with his turnout you know I oh mean, my his, god
0: his, no his legs are crazy. rotated out
6: in their sockets you know <laughs> and, and i'm like pigeon-toed and bow-legged <laughs> and i'm like slaving to change the shape of my bones through
0: i know millions of
6: drills in repetition and, you know, here Same he is here.
0: with this perfect turnout, and, you know, I just, you know, I thought... It was well, it's, some- it's such a turnout that sometimes when we teach, when people try to imitate, I'm afraid they are going to hurt themselves because...
2: Uh, I actually have to mention it sometimes. I'm like, this is not normal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I have to Jesus. show it. I have to show it. You'll probably I break
2: was... your kneecap <laughs> or something. Yeah,
0: I was absolutely. like, I I was pigeon so especially with my right ankle, like I would... I struggled so much and still struggle from like turning inwards with my foot. that so I'll show not people how normal people are, and then um, oh, James. Speaking skills. of
2: turning in the foot, um, we were talking about Margaret before and how funny she is. I I have a nickname for Margaret. I call her the sickle bitch and she fucking loves it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: uh, Margaret, what I think, yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> she sent me a card once for like Christmas or something with like a, a holographic image on the front of like a, a go-go dancer or something. And then she, uh, you open it and it said, from your sickle bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
7: she's funny. Okay, nice. This is yeah. what we're going to call her now in the lesson. <laughs> Yes,
0: oh, my (laughs) God, you should totally (laughs) call her that, out of the blue. Um, So, James, how about the fact that, like, maybe it was also uh, that you started dancing super young. And I thought maybe there was also some connection there, seeing, like, because there weren't as many young people as Adam when he started dancing, I feel. So I thought maybe you guys also felt a connection through that.
6: Oh, being young and unique yeah. in that way. <laughs> in
0: the yeah, tango well world. being yeah. young to be yeah, in the sure. Tango world for at sure. some point wasn't <laughs> very common. Yeah, for, for sure,
6: for sure. <laughs> I think this guy gets me, you know, and that, that feeds into that. You know, we're we're of a similar age. I don't I didn't even know how old you are, Adam. How old are you? I think
2: I think we are I'm I'm thirty seven and three fourths. No, I'll be thirty eight in about a week. Oh right! Are week. you? A,
6: are, does that make you a Gemini? Yeah. See that this is answering Chico's question more and more, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I turned forty in two weeks. No, oh,
2: yeah. Weeks, I
6: guess, yeah. So,
2: so, yeah, the very seventh? close. I'm the seventh. What are you? Fifteenth. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we're pretty close. Super close. Yeah, I mean, I, that's definitely what made me relate to you at least when I started because you were like a young teacher, you're your Seattle guy, you're, you know, coming out of like from what I, you know, grew up with seemed like you know like a rock and roll grunge kind of vibe, and everybody else besides like Robin, who was just like an anomaly, is like this short, bald Irish guy, but like everybody else in Tango <laughs> that I that I at least in New York at the time is like pretending to be Argentine or has like their hair pulled back and a fake must, you know, they're, they're all like changed their name to Pablo or something. And, and I'm like, what, the, what the fuck? And even like some people told me like, you know, you need to dye your hair and you need to change this and that. And I'm like, um, that's not exactly why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, I remember like, I think your first class I took with you was in, in, uh, Ann Arbor. And you taught, like you started the class by having everybody like crawl around on the floor and make animal noises. Oh yeah and, yeah, and I remember like one guy just stood there. You know, he's just this older guy with glasses on, like whitish hair, and he just stood there and looked around, and I think he just left.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Sound the yeah. style of Nick? <laughs> Nick descent.
2: Well, you know, I mean, where all do you those think guys, you got it Nick, from? I mean. I, I would say those... <laughs> You know, you and Nick, Alex, maybe Corey even a little bit to an extent, like Homer. I didn't really work with Homer much, but, you know, you guys are all like young, traveling. artistic about how you, your approach, you know, your teaching approach was artistic. It wasn't just like, I mean, yeah, I know you like to do drills and there's certain technical things that we, we do, but it was also very creative. So I, I that I, that I liked a lot. And I'm curious how that developed in your career as a teacher. Did you start off teaching like that or did you sort of, you know, evolve with that?
6: Yeah, that's how I was taught. You know, I think L.A. drew such a um, uh, I mean, I mean, it was harder to get a visa back then and all that. Uh, And I think only, only the very top, top you know, performers, tango dancers who were, you know, in big shows and all of that really, really could could tour around
0: mm-hmm. a
6: lot. And, uh, you know, they all came out of other professional dance backgrounds. Whether and it was which
0: like, year or, are we or... talking about? Like 1996?
6: Like ni-
0: yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I, most of them taught, uh, you know, like a half an hour of drills of 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 ochos and walking and all, all sorts of different molinetes and all sorts of different exercises. Uh, and then they would often teach the the sequences solo, like the leader part, the follower part,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
6: that you would do like that. And there wasn't so much of a stigma against a choreographic approach. To
1: no. That. I see.
6: And uh, and I got drove a lot. I mean I I I uh, I, I just thought that was normal, and then I, I like to do other, uh, like, kind of cross-training, and I've never gotten very good at any any other kind of dance or anything like that, but I love to go and uh, explore, and, and, and if you go to a ballet class, or you go to a modern dance class, or you go to a hip-hop class, or you go to all that, I mean, any anything else, it's like that, you know, I mean, it's lots of exercises where you're on your own, trying to do the thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And it really forces you to take responsibility for yourself as a dancer. And uh, well, that's something really...
2: that you and Marcelo share a lot. And I mean, I got I we trained with Marcelo a lot over the years, and that's something that he's always been a big, big proponent of in our training. Yeah. As well, we it was like, how do you move way. your body? You know, yeah. and yeah. and the, what's the quality of movement you want to create for yourself? And I and I remember like, and I you know, we talk about this ourselves now as teachers, like. The first thing you need to be in touch with when you're dancing is yourself, and not not you know the partner first.
7: Exactly. So you need to yeah. touch yourself first, then to touch another person. <laughs> 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 yes,
2: absolutely. So Rosanna, Rosanna has a question. She says, "What's the difference between West Coast Tango and East Coast Tango?" Uh, well, East Coast Tango's good. And, uh... <laughs> well. <laughs> Oh, we lost Marcela. Call us <laughs> back, Marcela. So, uh, but did, no, James, did would you, you
0: shoot him out again? Adam? No, no, no. no.
2: <laughs> she kicked me out again.
0: <laughs> he did. He did.
2: <laughs> so, what, what, what would you say, James, if you, because you spent some time on the East Coast over the years? Do you have a perspective on that?
6: Well, it used to be super clear. I mean, it used to be uh like a whole uh, the hip orientation, the hip alignment. For years and years, I, I felt like in the in the in the renaissance of tango uh, worldwide, um, that you know it was it was very clear early on the, the West Coast dancers had their hips further forward and, and rotated more under, and the East Coast dancers uh, had their hips rotated back more. Um, and you know, I, uh, I that 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 was pretty. Um, Uh, predictable uh, early on. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but then it started to shift with the campionado becoming more and more of a thing and more dancers uh, gravitating towards uh, looking like that. And, uh, And, and, and San Francisco having, you know, kind of being the early house of Tango Nuevo in the United States, you know, with those teachers coming in a lot, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Campeonato rising up in the 2000s and uh, the emphasis and looking more like Classic Salon and
1: all this Mm. uh,
6: started to shift. And that sort of West Coast forward hip thing uh, kind of disappeared, except from those dancers from that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
2: my my take is that the East Coast was like, everything came out of New York because there really wasn't much else, you know, in the East Coast. I mean, Boston... DC, they've had smaller communities, but I felt like it's New York. I mean, um, and it was like everything always gravitated towards salon, you know, with the Forever Tango being on Broadway and and things like that. Well, okay, Montreal, you're right, Carol. Sorry, Carol, you're right. (laughs) Montreal is definitely. I used to love going up to Montreal for yeah, it was a a big influence for us. Really awesome.
7: Um, You hear her screaming almost there, Montreal.
2: (laughs) 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 But 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 um. I'm just looking back through the early years of my Tango life, like 2004, like maybe 2008 or nine. The West Coast was much more, like you said, like hips forward, a little bit more of a, like a lackadaisical kind of approach to the dance. More like it's cool, I'm chill, I'm just sort of hanging out. And then the East Coast was more like, lapis lapis and rosque, wear a suit, you know, slick your hair back. That was my take, at least.
0: I don't even I don't remember in Rosquis and Love Pieces at the beginning of my dance. Like in two thousand four or five, whenever like I met you, Adam. Like during that time I like Salon style wasn't at all in my Not in our dance. Like, no, visual. but I would say
2: the way I looked at the the two coasts. I and see. I would say even at the beginning I would gravitate more towards the West Coast at the beginning. Yeah. But I just think like in the East Coast we had like Junior was coming all the time, Jorge Torres was here. Uh Pablo Pugliese was here, like the style was being influenced in a very different way than the West Coast. And I remember James speaking of Enrosques and Lapises, James taught a class once with or maybe we were hanging out at Robin's and you were giving Robin a private and you're like, okay, Robin, now I'm gonna teach you shit that makes people who watch you dance wanna take your classes. They're called Enrosques and Lapises. <laughs> <laughs> you totally fucking said that i remember because i didn't do them that's true chico like we never did those in the beginning because we just did like close embrace robin style robin thomas style dancing
0: well even when we worked with caleb and ting or like well they never did that shit they never it was just open embrace and like sort of flying
2: like a lot of um alterations they were very big on the alteration style oh yeah oh yeah
6: caleb and ting for sure. Yeah. And I love that thing where like, like, she'd jump up and wrap her legs around him and he'd spin around a thousand times super Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> like
2: like oh that Shantango move, part, you yeah. know? <laughs> I'm not saying this to be disrespectful at all, but they were the type of couple that if they did not have, like, you know, 20 feet in front of them to dance in, they could not dance. They needed, like, this a face. runway to go down because that's just how they were trained. But yeah, that but
6: Veloc- Velocity Studio in Seattle. I mean, that, that's that's where that's from. I mean, it's just giant, giant spaces and Century Ballroom later on, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, these these huge spaces and Seattle kind of uh, split really early on. It, it got its start in the '80s. It got its start earlier than most scenes, and uh, yeah. and then it really it you know the the kind of uh, most idiosyncratic dancers of different styles. Uh, re- uh you know visited seattle really regularly so you had susanna miller and you had fabian salas
2: you yeah. know really <laughs> creating i heard if fabian was like based there for a while
6: yeah yeah um I, there was a time where uh there was a dj an organizer uh who was really influential great guy I lived with him for a while in the, in the tango house uh named larry martin who was really killing it in the stock market on that in the big spike in the late '90s, early 2000s, and uh, before 9/11, and and uh, he was he was uh, he was like a dock worker, but he was making a phenomenal amount of money on the, in the stock market, and uh, he just invited Fabian to come up uh, for like whole weekends and offered free free class, unlimited classes with Fabian Salas for. <laughs> For everybody wow. so they were huge you know they were gigantic Shit. and a lot of people you know uh, uh took advantage of that and it was great and then on the other hand you had other other teachers who were bringing Susanna and the, the Milongaro kind of development was was uh, mm-hmm. moving along pretty fast as well so so I think I you don't know that's uh that's what I showed up to when I moved to Seattle in like 2002 February
0: mm-hmm.
6: you know mm-hmm. these two really polarized styles you know
0: yeah, it, it really felt a lot more polarized at the at our start. Yeah. Too, in the, and
6: none of them yeah. had enrosques. Rose case. None of them had a Lapis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None, <laughs> of
2: them
6: either, none of them had a Super Nuevo or Super Milagre. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and it was, it's too. almost like politics today. It's almost like the pol- political situation today. It's like you're either like in one camp way over here or the other camp way over there. There's nothing in the middle. But I do think Tango has definitely gravitated towards like a more centrist everybody seems to be more open to just like everything now which i like mm-hmm. yeah or so or maybe to... or or the other comment that i heard recently i think it was maybe michelle lamb who was here last week said it. she almost thinks it's getting too um homogenized like instead of uh having many many different philosophies and styles right, there's like mean? everything is just coming in the middle Yeah, I I mean when Salon came back, yeah.
0: Go ahead, James. Sorry.
6: Oh, I mean just to connect what Marcella was saying earlier with that, you know, I think that that's absolutely true, and and I wanted to include that in my answer to the difference between East Coast and West Coast. It's like now I would say there really isn't. It's 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 very homogenized. and, and that back in the day, uh, uh, you know, a, a step, a kind of pattern of steps or a way of doing something or a timing or uh, putting your foot down this way or that way was sort of named after people rather than like right. Longuero style or, you know, Campionado style or, or you know, this mm-hmm. style or that's the Nuevo or whatever. That, uh, uh, by the way, just so everyone knows, I'm making a lot of hand gestures which
7: i trying all of this. Quite a bit. Yeah, but we have seen it. Work. I thought I totally see it.
0: We asked Krista uh, to implement some cameras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
6: but, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, okay, uh, we're going to do this thing, you know, like Osvaldo Zotto. You know, that's that's what it is. And, uh, uh or, or we're going to do this thing like Mingo, or, or whatever. And, uh, Mm-hmm. that's what i remember in the beginning it was more like that a lot more drilling for me from what i was exposed to and and style names were were uh were much more people. surrounded i mean yeah people you know people's styles and people and then neighborhoods as well you know
7: mm. um but that's true wow yeah, I mean, the memories that you're bringing me to Whoa, the james you broke me wow yes it's true I remember this, and it was a kind of a. Uh, if I can add to what James is saying, in that time, it was a a, a big uh, uh, pride to to be belong to that group or to that group, or to this group in Buenos Aires, at least, right? I mean, yeah. I remember in that time it was like the Mingo Pugliese group. It was like the uh, well, what was the other the Dinsel group. There was as well the the beginning of the. Uh, Naveira group there was the, the tango scenario group They were like little gangs tango people and all of them they were like taking care of, of pride of what they were doing oh the uh, Tete as well yeah Tete I
0: love Tete
7: I was I learned with Dinsel and in the Dinsel time when I started to dance tango I didn't know that when I went to the Biruda the first time with my people of the Dinsel they look at us like, yeah, here are the Dinsel people come. We <laughs> yeah, because we were like, we were, at that time, we were like told, imagine the test style, right? There was like uh-huh. more or less the, the style of the, the certain, most of the Milongas. And the Dinsel was more about pulpo style. Remember pulpo? You, James, remember yeah, for sure. Absolutely. The legs and the ganchos, the strange ganchos. the, the oh, yeah. The yeah of really, really yeah. oh. super crazy things and then the Navera come came and and it was like super bolos and back all the time like Adam does now all the time back <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: my jam. That's my step that's my step you know what's funny speaking of um something I do all the time I teach I tend to teach uh a Molen El Hero like from uh, if you imagine, I do the side step, and then I do the third of the basic, and then I I'd, I'd leave my partner to do an open step around me, and then she goes to my left forward to cross step to my forward cross step, right. And you can do rebounds in this formation or whatever, like forward cross step to forward cross step. Mm. And I used to teach this all. I still teach it a lot. I love it. And um Meredith used to make fun of me and call it like the Adam step, and she would always joke about it. Meredith from Philly. And then. several years ago she started organizing Gustavo and and Giselle to teach at the festival and she came up to me after like the first or second year they came to teach and she's like Adam Gustavo only like all he teaches is based around that step
4: I had you all wrong
2: and I was like yeah (laughs) motherfucker it's a cool step Jesus Christ I probably learned it from that guy you know (laughs) but she would always make fun of the fact that I would would use this entrance to like get everywhere (laughs) And I just found it very, I just found it very useful. I don't know. Um, Niraj. Yeah. What's up? Hey James, you remember this bum? You remember this bum from Seattle? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. (laughs) Friend one. Did you hear his story last week, James?
6: No, no, I didn't.
2: Oh well, he was on our Tango Confessions. Well, we have have to. Oh my goodness, I have to, I have to listen to it. So you were friend one in the story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay because <okay. laughs> he was like well there's friend one friend two and friend three and um and then when we mentioned to him that you were coming on this week he was like "Oh, actually james was friend one <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever involved, gotten
0: really it involved
2: yeah go ahead Chico. and
0: sorry. i've gone hiking and then jumped from high up into the waters
8: it wasn't hiking exactly. Yeah, Chico, that's but... a
2: terrible... <laughs>
0: that was not at all the story. I remember it was their hiking as I was moment.
7: I think that somebody else is drunk today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone else asked the question. Every, everyone,
6: everyone who's ever lived in Washington State has done that, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, unless they're severely handicapped or something. You Nierich know. yeah, yeah.
2: lost his job and he said that you congratulated him essentially which i <laughs> i totally understand because i'm the same way whenever i hear about somebody losing their job and then you guys proceeded to drink whiskey and then jump off of the high dive at some sort of pool or something
8: green oh, lake green, green lake. lake
6: yeah green lake yeah.
8: you remember that uh friend number two was shalom shalom lake. oh yeah. fucking shalom and-
6: oh, oh
1: my god, god. Yeah. You in the mix. Shalom. jesus
8: Oh yeah, you just had so, Ben. Uh, you just had Ben
6: Bogart on, right? They were kind right, of started right. together, right?
8: Yeah, yes. and uh, I remember like Shalom climbed this baseball field fence, like way high yeah. up there.
2: Jesus!
6: Oh, he and did! I, was, I remember <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> you know, like the 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 batting cage that yeah, the
2: backstop. Yeah,
6: yeah, it's like inverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: Yeah, Dude, and was I was. Nuts. I was so worried for him like what the fuck's going on here and then like <laughs> thankfully he came down like it was all fine yeah. and then uh yeah and then we went off to the diving board and like we we jumped off once and I was like okay that's cool but then you guys <laughs> did it like two more times so I was like all right all right if that's how it's supposed to be then I'll do it you know yeah, it's need to go to, to watch And this is
6: it. This is at night, so you have to climb over the 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 sign the, in red that says "Do not uh, no Do not climb." The <laughs> ladder closed, or diving board closed, or whatever it says, you know. But you have to like, yeah, you have to kind of do some parkour over it in order to get on this thing. So it was a lot of obstacles.
0: Oh man.
8: Yeah, yeah, and then I remember on the way back. Uh, I had a gluten, like we stopped at Whole Foods and I had a extra gluten free beer. And uh, which you didn't, and I think that was the only time I had drank more than you did. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I, I, I went life. back to your house <laughs> and I passed out. Uh, like I was in the hallway. Yeah. And like you, you, you went out Face let- down in the
6: hallway. Face down. Hallway.
8: <laughs> yeah. But what you didn't know, I was so close to death. I felt like my soul was about to leave. But I just said, no, like, no, not now, not today. Hold on. And then, like, you know, it was like, okay, I'll, okay, all right, whatever. I'll stay, I'll stay back. So that was that was the closest I've ever been to, like, an out-of-body experience. Because that was so much alcohol, I think.
6: I didn't want to tell him, you know. That's like normal. That's like every day, you know. <laughs> we're, we're used to that, you know. <laughs> he's, he's a lot smarter was, than me, so he doesn't he, normally do that. <laughs>
2: when he was telling the story last week, he mentioned how he like drank a beer after drinking whiskey, and somebody typed in like, "Oh, beer after whiskey is always the worst." And I was sitting here thinking, like, I'm sitting here drinking a beer with whiskey, and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. told me a long time ago. Yeah. But then,
6: and uh, then, like he, in the mor-
8: Yeah, you want to tell right, it? Yeah. The, the Orwala. No. Yeah, the Orwala. So, <laughs> I had an or- I was trying to remember the name of the drink, I, but thank you for uh, reminding me that. So, I had a I was like holding on to an Orwala and then in the morning kind of fell and like some of it spilled on the floor. And I think Krista saw me or James saw me and then he said like oh, this guy is puking. And then I think Krista corrected, no, that's just the Orbala, that's not puke. <laughs> or or something like that. And then yeah. I woke up and then he like he offered me to sleep in his bed instead. And then after that I don't remember anything. Maybe James remember. Uh,
6: yeah, no. I think that's it. Those are the memorable parts. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Remember yeah. right? He remember yeah. he he had for being as drunk as he was. If you were in new, Reg. You re- remembered pretty much the whole damn story.
8: <laughs> yeah, because yep. so
2: I voted. That was the that was the confession story last week, James. And and it was like tr- vote true or false. And I said false because I said if you were really that drunk, you would have said, "I got fired from my job. I got drunk, and I woke up the next day. That's all I remember." <laughs> 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 That's a true story of a drinker, not like details of like how you guys did swan dives off of a diving board.
6: (laughs) (laughs) More like belly flops, I think. (laughs) Well, I think that that Niraj and Shalom and I, with a lot of help from Krista, kind of uh, like pieced it back together and triangulated Mm. it. So there was a coherent uh, account (laughs) of the previous night. (laughs) Yeah.
8: Yeah. I and uh, there's some uh, like remember like there was one more time we went to uh, Snow Lake or something and then I had forgotten my hiking shoes and then we just hiked the whole thing barefoot and the whole trail was so jagged like I'm surprised like I can still (laughs) dance tango you know. Oh, There's still pictures
6: uh, on Facebook of that, you know. I mean, yeah, it, was shale, yeah. it was shale. So if if anyone doesn't know, I mean, it's like razor sharp kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah, like uh, I don't know if it's granite or what. It's it's like jagged, you know. And the the whole trail was like that four miles and uh and 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 the the sun was just baking baking down so you go up usually you know anywhere from two to four thousand feet in the normal washington state hike in the cascades or the olympics you know so it got cooler when we went up and then there was the lake but uh yeah yeah the sun was baking down on this like black gray razor sharp rock we've like dedicated ourselves to getting through so but we did it, you know, we didn't, we didn't really I, get hurt too much. Maybe I got a little yeah. sunburned, you know, but.
8: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like went... in between, you would walk through pieces of snow because it like, the, it was spring and the snow was just thawing. So like you would go well, really thaw- hot, <laughs> really, really hot stone and then into like <laughs> ice and then back Damn. on hot stone and back in ice. It was crazy.
2: I did this something similar with my brother and two buddies. We were driving across the country, and we decided to try to go hiking in the Badlands, which I don't know what those stones are made out of, but if you rub your arm, if you, like, rub your body on on it, it'll, like, slice you. It's, like, super hard. Um, super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, are there anybody else on this call that can help me with this fucking word? Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
7: yes me super, super sharp
2: no it's like sandpaper but like really really rough rough. abrasive rough, abrasive. abrasive there it is there it is and we all like <laughs> we're all like oh the badlands this is where all the outlaws used to hide and all that shit so let's go walk let's go hiking and it's basically just rocks you know you just pumice yeah pumice maybe <laughs> and so we end up like going in getting stuck at the like at this some point we ended up getting stuck and then um having to, like, jump off of the edge of some high rock, but we were... Anyway, I'm doing a terrible job telling this story, but we got really fucked up. We just got cut up everywhere on our whole bodies because the rocks were just... Every time you rubbed against a rock, it would just cut through your skin.
0: Aye, aye.
2: But... Great. The good Thanks
0: for killing that, Adam. You're
2: welcome. <laughs> yeah, in, my yes.
0: head, in my head? Well, maybe let's just go to the next question, shall we? Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah, let's move on, because, okay.
2: <laughs>
0: uh. It just got rocky here. I mean, if I ball. can't even keep James engaged,
2: then we're really in trouble. <laughs> so do we have another question?
0: I thought you have. If not, I have, yeah.
2: Um no, go ahead.
0: Okay. How uh okay, one I have a bit of a follow-up to Adam's previous question. That was half an hour ago. What what number is this
6: anyway? This is
0: number
1: two. Actually, this is the this is the
6: second, this is the second question. question. This is the what
0: second the first well, one. But no, we had Rosanna's question in between. The second question was your question. <laughs> Well, he had asked, like, how did you develop the way you teach, which is very creative. And you were talking about, like, when you started, how they were teaching a lot of drills, this and that. But you, yeah, you have the fact of drills and a lot of practice to your teaching, but you also have a very creative... Side like when Adam mentioned about making people crawl on the floor, or in the way like you would think (laughs)
2: out the musicality.
8: Wait, what?
2: You're so creative. You know how you make people crawl on the floor. No, but that's I find like that's not the like it's
0: really rare that I've seen an Argentine teach that way. Right? They go in and it's no, we
7: don't do that. We don't do (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) That was. Have you seen the floors down there? I think a lot of the like the west coast teachers at the time were a lot more experimental and interesting with their teaching and the way they would break up the material so I was curious if you were influenced by any other teachers around who you learned from or it was another background of like theater maybe or I don't know what influenced that how did that come about
6: Oh, well, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've used theater exercises in, in teaching. I mean, I think I just, am um, very curious, and I really like like interesting different methodologies, and uh, um, I don't know, I, I was thinking about it the other day, and I think I've probably, with couples and year for year, thinking about how many people I've studied with, I've probably studied with more than 100 people you know, over the last 24 years or whatever, wow. you know, and I, I, I continue to, you know, I, I don't, I don't care who's teaching. I just want to go see what their perspective is. And uh, yeah, I think definitely. That's so how
0: they're teaching.
6: Yeah. yeah so, I, and, and then I love, as I said earlier, love to cross train. So going to a modern dance class or something like that. And then you find some really interesting thing there. And, and uh, tango is so hard, you know, it takes so long and there's so many personal obstacles, physical, psychological, all of that to, to, to mm-hmm. uh, work through to really become the dancer that, uh, that you know you can be. And, uh, you know, I, it, I think uh, really... Uh, thinking, I mean, we have a lot of problems, <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm talking about this as you know, people, uh, you mean? Yeah, as a, as and, and primarily uh, as a is a, a white American guy trying to dance tango, you know, the uh, Germanic English kind of guy, like with this sort of stigma, you know, uh, you you your your type of people can't really dance, you know. Um, I mean, the males, you know, especially, you know, or, or the people mm-hmm. with those, uh, that organization and body or whatever, you know, and, and there's this kind of thing, you know, and, and we have a lot of issues. So then you think, you know, you, you go to Buenos Aires, you go to Europe, you go to other cultures, um, maybe even with other styles of dance. I, you were talking about Cuba earlier, you know, and you see how other people are and you see how other cultures are. And then you come back to your home culture and you see how inhibited people are in this way that they were not in that way in that other culture. But, you know, it's okay. this is the same animal, but they had different circumstances growing up. And so they're they're inhibited in in these certain ways that this other that most people from this other culture are not. And what do I what on earth do I have to do to unlock that and to give these people the opportunity to express themselves as freely as these other people? You know, and you and and, and before you know it, you have people crawling on the floor acting like animals and making animal mm-hmm. noises and doing crazy exercises. <laughs> you know, seeing seeing if you can really have an effect that way. And ultimately Mm -hmm. what I determined is that I I had a few people in those classes who just thought they were ingenious and other people, like you said, Adam, who just walked out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then you had people Uh, like me who were like super confused were like, I know there's a purpose to all this, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but no, I but
0: thought I... it like always took away the seriousness and like let people yeah be more loose and like oh yeah express sure. and like bring out their personalities like all of these sorts of lessons. Um,
6: yeah, absolutely.
8: But...
2: Hey, Ne Neeraj, what's the coolest thing you ever learned from James?
8: i want to i want to add to i want to uh, talk about one of the creative things that uh, i really liked so there is this one exercise where you you know you just do practice the hero basically where one person is just turning around the other person and then the whole class is doing this in pairs and then at some point you 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 try to steal other person's satellite you know just by trying to lock your eyes with the, with the you know, the satellite person. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon, like, you have, like, like, groups of people, like, one person with, like, three people rotating around that person or, like, one person with nobody around that person. And mm-hmm. so it kind of becomes, like, sort of hilarious, and it breaks the ice, and everybody is having fun. And it I also gets the point across of- that, you know, it's, like, A lot of, it is just like subliminal body language. I remember you uh, taught something like that,
2: that that Sandy week, that Hurricane Sandy weekend. One thing I really liked that you taught that weekend was um, that Chico and I like to use a lot is you have one person on their pivoting foot in the middle and then the other person doing the hito around them and the person going around them is trying to pull them off of their axis and vice versa. You know, you switch the exercise around and it's all about like survival basically you know? <laughs> but, I think, but i remember that was such a great exercise because you're you know you kept you kept uh, emphasizing how one person cannot be responsible for the other person we have to be responsible for ourselves um that's a great oh, yeah. exercise that's a uh, do you come up with exercise. all these or did you steal these as well like i steal a lot <laughs> from all of my teachers how much of this did you figure out and how much of this did you steal
6: well, that orbiting exercise came, I would say, well, the planeo exercise came from Cecilia Gonzalez and uh, and, and Fabian Salas, right? And I think of it as a very, very classic uh, salon kind of uh, uh, exercise, uh, the planeo, you know, either trying to keep your partner on axis or trying to take them off axis, mm-hmm. uh, the, the cooperative or the adversarial version, but... Those, uh the the adversarial version came from me uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, just just going around the person with the molinete and trying to keep the planeo going uh, when you're in the middle um, I think I think it was cecilia Gonzalez who introduced me to that exercise and the the whole idea of the molinete uh, of the person in the middle uh you know just uh, moving around or staying fixed and another person going around them and then catching them. Probably came out of, uh, I think, probably Chicho's first tour to the U.S. uh, when he was doing some stuff like that. And Cecilia Gonzalez, again, as well. And then I think I took that and added the connection exercise of catching each other. And I was doing that with Homer. I was living with Homer at the time. Uh, My rent was coming up with drills, which is a really good motivation. You know, rent and food. You know, making up. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's the that's the answer to Chico's question. <laughs> the is, uh, my, my spot on Homer's couch, uh, which I'm on my uh, <laughs> making up a lot of exercises. But yeah, that was definitely influenced by Chico and Cecilia Gonzalez. Uh, the and I think Homer calls it "Capture the Moon," and I think oh, that I'm sounds now... familiar. I have like six different versions of it now with all sorts of different confusing rules. And I, I do. people yeah. do laugh a lot and they do get a lot of molenete practice and they do get to understand connection
2: a lot more.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Marcelo, what happened?
2: Sorry, Marcelo. Every time there's noise, <laughs> every time there's background noise, I just assume it's you and I kick you off the call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it was Neeraj cooking or cutting something. No, cutting I'm board. not. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: then, it's, then it's James you it can't kick him off the call though <laughs> but, uh, so I have a funny here's a funny <laughs> Cecilia Gonzalez story uh, I was in Toronto back in 05 or 06 Robin helped me get a gig uh, DJing a practica and Tomas Holland at the time I was working with him a lot and I'm sitting at a Milonga one night and there's Cecilia Gonzalez at the bar and I'm trying to get her to like look at me for a dance and she just she's in this she's like locked into this conversation and Tomas comes over and he's like and James I'm, you know Tomas right Howland.
6: yeah absolutely I love the guy
2: Tomas Howland yeah I love,
6: sorry I love Tomas
2: yeah yeah like, but he's he can be a real prick right you know he's like oh no, yeah totally yeah. so he comes over and he's it. like yeah, Yo, how's your night going and blah 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 and I said well it's good I'm trying to get a you know I'm trying to get a cup of sale from Cecilia <laughs> But she's talking to somebody. She's like so absorbed in this conversation. And he is like, oh, really? And he and as soon as <laughs> I, he says that, she looks over and he looks at her and they like, you know, they capaseo, and he looks at me and he just smirks in my face. like, <laughs> <laughs> like this so, is
0: how you do it.
2: So they go and dance and then they're chatting. And later on, he tells me like they've been friends for, you know, 20 years and da 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 da. So, of course, that makes sense. So last last may i'm in the philly festival and cecilia's teaching with jake and i don't really i've never met her so like we're chatting at the teacher's table one night and chico and i performed and like cecilia was uh, immediately like available to dance like you know like women who are this advanced level like tango mind jedi shit like they know exactly how to put themselves out there or not so, like, I, I saw that, obviously, she wanted to dance. We danced at Tonda, and then I told her the story about Toronto back in, like, 05. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was just fucking hilarious. She's, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, she's like, yeah, if I don't want to dance, you won't have any chance at all to, like, see me or see my eyes or see my face or anything. And I just thought it was fucking really funny. But I, I should stop talking, because that's the second time I've... And told bombs. a really bad
7: story <laughs> it was
0: a bad story Chico, in the end it sort of lined down shall I Chico, shall kick him
7: out kick him out
0: <laughs> it's about time right we kick him out yeah
7: <laughs> talking about Cecilia you know something that you mentioned is true Cecilia is a tiny lady but she has this Yoda aura around her it's
8: interesting <clears throat> I
0: love that woman she's awesome
8: yeah.
0: Next question. Hey look I
8: have a question. I, I wanna ask one more thing, uh just a small thing. Where, Adam, like, kick him what out. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like you know, like when James teaches uh like you know a lot of patterns or lots any pattern, at some point he will ask uh or at least when I was learning, he will ask his students to try to do it without using the embrace which is typically pretty like a lot harder, but it makes you work that much harder and become that much better. Mm-hmm. So like, did, did you take that from someone or did you uh, develop that yourself?
6: Oh, that was much more common when I was starting out. Maybe the first four years that I was studying, um, you know, a lot of, I think instructors uh, that were touring or traveling were experimenting with that. Mostly Chicho uh, that I remember, you know, uh, was mm. doing things like that, pantomiming, connection, and movement. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to ask them, of course. But I don't know who that came from. I mean, for for me, seeing a lot of that uh, uh, Cecilia's work before and after, uh, you know, and her her studying of Bagua and all that, it seemed like you know maybe a lot of that and some. You know, working with her, a lot of her connection exercises were the origin of that. And then I know, um, you know, a, a few other people were were uh, torturing their students like this. You know, no embrace. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you have to you know, suffer suffer through it. You know, and it, I, I think it's great, except for, of course, like the planeos and colgadas and and, 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 some, and obviously lifts and things like this. You know, most of the oh, things think- in, in, in tango can be done with, uh, without the arms or without using the arms as a crutch. And if you train for that, you develop a lot more of that skill. And then when you bring the embrace back, uh, you it know, it's, so it's, you're much less dependent on it for, for support and structure and all of that and leverage and all of these things. And it's better for leaders, better for followers, and uh, – you know uh it, it uh, it's really hard work, and when people aren't used to it, uh, you really have to convince them
1: <laughs> that yeah. it's,
6: it's going to be good for them because it's a bitter it's a bitter medicine you know uh, but it's it's so effective at uh, I think really developing
2: technique
8: yeah, definitely that was a game changer for me.
2: oh we lost James. Mm. Uh, yeah because
0: uh, when i love be the, listening for two hours it just kicked me out to,
2: he'll just come back yeah,
7: yeah he's better i love that when james said about the uh, don't training especially for the jumps I, I was thinking exactly that and then he mentioned that how do you train things <laughs> without jumps. <laughs> and I, it's so funny and i think in that moment it was it was not alveira he started all that stuff there was like a moment of, of, of game changers. For instance, when Pepito started to dance with Cecilia the backwards. I don't know if you remember, you guys, if there is always this memory when Cecilia and and, mm. and started to dance backwards. And then once I remember that Ch- uh, uh, Naveira did a, a choreography or something without arms. And after that, it was like popular. Boom, exploded.
6: Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the Doble Frente, the Albreves, uh, with uh, Pupi and Graciela, with Pugliese.
7: That's right, man. That's right. Yes. Uh, we are, the, we are you from see, museum, the man.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> we do one exercise uh, during my, my drills uh, during the week. I, I'm doing these for free because I, I need to do them, you know, and if I make if I put them on Zoom, first I learn how to use Zoom, and second, my friends get to drill, and I get—I actually do it. You and know, I get, you
0: can't I, bail on
6: um, it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't no excuses. I have to do. And and uh, towards, uh, I think, yeah, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the the last of the days, uh, which is the most advanced, we do uh, this um, uh, molenete uh, al revés uh, doble frente. I mean. We do it solo, so it can't really be doble frente. So I guess we do an <laughs> inside-out molinete. And it's so confusing, and it's a lot of fun, and, you know, I'm mm. cracking up. And it's I, better even, if even
0: you like... drink, Cancam. <laughs>
6: yeah, exactly. It's very nice
0: <laughs> to see.
2: That was the first one yeah. I jumped into last week was your Thursday one, and, and that that, uh, that molinete was, was tricky at first. Oh yeah, and you do say, so in New York time. You do a class at noon, and then you do a class at. I'm sorry, in New York time, you do a class at two, and then you do a class at seven thirty, or yeah. a drills class. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I would say it's it's a drills session of three tandas, and I don't really explain anything, and I don't really teach. I just call out what's happening. And if you've never studied with me or anything like that, it could be pretty confusing at first for sure. But if you if you watch it, I mean, that's the cool thing about the Zoom format. Is that you could just well, you don't even, you don't even have to have your video on you could just be watching it mm-hmm. from your couch and eating Doritos or whatever and, yeah,
1: you know,
6: exactly. and, and watching us all, all <laughs> us all sweating for our tango you know and uh, you that's
2: know, what that's I, I that's, that's what I do and then at the end I pop it on and I'm like well great 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 Oh guys
0: but that's also like if you're especially are you repeating the same material every yeah, week yeah it's exactly okay, the same so- every week. That's, like, what I uh, sort of would find whenever, like, I didn't go to too many uh, ballet or contemporary dance classes. But when I, when I went, I, like, of course, picked a beginner class. And I went in and I was like, holy shit, all these people have been taking this class for three years. They're, like, advanced. Uh, but you start at the same level. and once, But it's the same routine every week. So the longer yeah. you do it, you catch up with it and and you become that level i i love those sort of classes
6: it really puts the responsibility of learning on you as yeah. a student which for me as a teacher is great <laughs> 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 i'm just gonna do the thing i'm just gonna practice my thing you know and then you guys are gonna learn it you know but uh yeah i mean i guess i've been doing some zoom privates you know if people want me to give them feedback on those things or uh, you know uh know uh, uh, uh critique uh, their their technique or whatever um but i most people are just doing it and you know seeing it again uh, later in the week or next week and and seeing it again and seeing it again and you know and then figuring it out and doing it yeah i, th- I think i don't really know <laughs> what they're doing.
7: for me they're eating burritos there in and watching you do the drill <laughs>
0: So my next question, are we on four, five, three? Three, I, don't know, I think. But no, the <laughs> was three. we're definitely past three. But um, So musical background. You are very interesting musically and you have an amazing ear and you're very good at breaking that, that sort of information. Did you have a musical background when you started dancing or you started learning the music later on and how did you improve that
6: well i i did have a musical background i mean not a lot when i started when i I guess i was uh, officially when i started taking classes i was 16 so i had had gone to some milongas when i was still 15 at the argentine association but uh uh at 16, I had played uh, violin when I was younger. I started with recorder when I was like six or seven, you know, and
2: I don't know if anyone mm-hmm.
6: plays recorder or plays... Recorder. As- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so much fun. I picked it up years later and I'm like, this, this instrument's awesome. It's, you know, uh, I, someone gave me this... I remember playing that in
2: school.
6: What I, is I, a I played recorder? Well, me it's and a, me, it's like I don't a little know. wooden flute kind of thing. You okay, gotta you gotta okay, hold yes. the
2: thumb hole on the backside, cause yeah. that's like the pitch. And then yeah, I played uh, Mary had a hot cross buns.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah, in Turkey yeah. played either the recorder,
6: or, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> and then violin after that, which is really good ear training. And of course, a lot of singing, which uh, it, it took me. I, I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I'm getting better after now almost 40 years of trying <laughs> but uh you know uh i, I think uh piano I, I i took lessons for for a number of years and then uh around uh, almost exactly the same time as i started tango i i started playing guitar you know in like so you, you have the
0: extensive experience with music like you may not have uh I don't know. Maybe you look at it as a little bit, but for me, that's a lot of uh, exposure to music.
8: Yeah, I started on the keyboard two weeks ago, so that sounds like a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but false.
8: <laughs>
6: but I mean, I think I learned more more about music from tango for sure over the years. I mean, really, I mean, tango music is so extraordinary. I love the the little mini concert the rehearsal earlier i mean it was just it actually made me sad you know that i couldn't dance to it uh it sounded awesome and you know tango music is such special music because it's it's so simple and complex at the same time you know it's so folk music and it's so baroque classical romantic jazz you know all these different i mean it's it's such an extraordinary uh uh Form of music, and uh, I never really wanted to play tango uh, music. I, I, I've always kind of wanted to be in like a Cuban salsa band, like yeah, a whatever nice. instrument, like just on a little triangle or something. I don't care. You know? <laughs> I'll always you know, wanna I
2: always to do the
0: triangle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maracas, man, the maracas. <laughs> but uh, those, uh, yeah, those guys I, are like I, the man. center.
6: Yeah, I want to be a, a Cuban salsa maraca player one day, you know. But uh, tango music, I I I've, I have tried it out a little bit here and there, but I've never really wanted to play it. But I've learned so much about music from studying tango music and from trying to move my body uh, around to it. And uh, you know, I I, I think, I, and I took a lot of music theory. I traded for lessons and stuff like that. Music theory from you know, uh, uh, professionals and, uh, you know, and I, I, I wanted to learn more about music for tango and I learned a lot about music from tango. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's such a, it's to me, I mean, I don't want to diss any other dance. I think, uh, swing dancers and blues dancers, you know, all good dancers are super musical, but mm-hmm. to me, the, the, the tango music and the Goal of two people to improvise to tango music in such synchronicity with such freedom of expression is mm-hmm. one of the high, highest goals human beings can possibly do with their nervous system and their body. You
7: know, <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs>
6: extraordinary to me that, that we, we we do this. So,
4: nice.
7: yeah, agreed, I yeah, agree hundred percent. Just thinking that two person listen the same song. And of human beings we don't hear the same thing and then they need to hug and then interpret the music in coordinated well and synchronized well is fascinated. Yeah. Fascinated.
0: Well I like learn a lot from Adam because he has more of the musical background and over the years like sometimes I would feel so lost when we dance with each other. I'd be like, what the fuck is he hitting in the music? And then I would hear in the background, like, lightly there's some bass uh, that he, like, catches. And I learned to hear those things through dancing with him. And then I learned a lot in, like, musicality classes about music because it wasn't natural. Or I didn't know what I would hear and not hear. It's just, it's really interesting.
2: Well, that's what's so fascinating about just watching any couple dance or perform or socially dance um, because you're seeing a visual representation of what they are, you know, hearing in the music. And most of the time it's pretty redundant. Most people are dancing the same thing that, you know, that most people are dancing the same thing as everybody else. But, you know, I always like to see the, the couple on the floor that's doing the exact opposite of everybody else. I find that to be the most interesting thing to watch. And trying to Absolutely. interpret what are they what are they expressing in the music?
6: Absolutely, I mean, and non non literal uh, musical interpretation, you know, uh, dancing something, some rhythm or some styling that works with the music, but isn't a literal part of the music is is much more sophisticated. And Tango actually, that, that
2: reminds me of something you said to me once a long time ago when I was a student uh, of yours. I mean, I I guess I could still be, but. You said you have to dance the music as literal as possible before you can dance it sophisticatedly.
6: I think so. Yeah, you know, you gotta be able to, yeah, know where the break is, like right? It comes other back to our Carna, Carnaval de mi barrio like hit that break.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? mm-hmm.
6: you know, Whose or dog you is that? What the
7: fuck is that's, this dog? That's Gus. I, I apologize, guys. <laughs> that's
6: He's singing. Too. He's that's singing. This is music. He's singing great. the sirens are going by, so he's singing. That's so and, cool. I love uh, how
2: today or yesterday during the, the class I took with you and Krista, the dog was just sleeping on the side while you guys are like doing ochos <laughs> and sweating. He's just great. laying on the floor.
6: It's great. He will if, if, yeah. if a person is too forceful or too in, in like leading an ocho cortado, he will nip their heels. He's,
4: like, a total... <laughs> <laughs> he's a total tango
6: dog he's been he was in krista and Nira's classes in san francisco when he was like you know a, a few weeks old you know he's uh, an expert he's, he's grown up with it yeah
8: yeah he would just like go around everybody checking their technique and <laughs> Finding it I out by it. nipping at their heels.
6: Yeah, and if you're cutting through the ronda or anything like that, forget it. You know, he's on you. <laughs> like, he said He's a shepherd, you know, he's a shepherd dog. He needs, he needs to
0: How old is he?
6: He's going to be six in July.
0: I see. Yeah. Wow. It just sort of felt like I'm like, is it a full moon outside? All of a sudden, I'm like, what's going on? In the <laughs> I
6: have a couple songs I play on guitar where he howls with me. So I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but it's good. Oh, my good. God. It yeah. It's a That's cute cool. thing. We need yeah, to.
0: Yeah. You need to call in with him when we can play <laughs> Yeah, someday.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more question, I think. This is the uh, fifth question. This Chino. is the fifth
2: question. <laughs> uh, James, you know, I remember in Seattle, I met your mom that time I was there.
6: You remember that oh yeah my biological mom even more yeah. ginger than you yeah
2: yeah, I
6: remember now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ruth ruth yeah Miraj lived on, a, on her block like on the same block
2: oh shit i just yeah. like that just popped up in my head
8: she was so funny oh my god <laughs>
2: hilarious yeah it's totally hilarious how is she is she all right I don't know, you know,
6: I mean, uh, as, as being an extremely fun person to hang out with and very charming, she's also an incredibly complicated lady. And mm-hmm. I really haven't seen her very much in my life. You know, that was a sort of special couple of years where we brought her up to Seattle and we, you know, we, we took good care of her and everything. But I mean, as I said, she's a very complicated, difficult lady. And, uh, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we had to, you know, part ways and I haven't really. Uh, I don't know. I hope she's okay. Yeah, me too. Um, I hope she's okay. Is I that mean, the I, quality
0: really... of gingers to be difficult? A little
7: bit? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Possibly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
7: really suspicious. suspicious.
0: <laughs> Very
6: suspicious, Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> Prone to argument, alcoholism, all kinds of. Things.
0: <laughs> all kinds of things. I can say it because
6: I am one, as you said. You know.
0: <laughs> so are you So what's your final question picture? Chica the final question is uh, when did you understand the value of the pause the negative space in the dance with tango
6: oh wow well uh, I mean if anybody ever saw Gavito perform you know Mm -hmm. then you at least see the value of the pause for someone else you know how how well it works for them (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and you get that it's it's a powerful thing it's an important thing i remember and we saw a screening of the tango lesson uh six months before it came out uh in la and, and i had been dancing for a few months at the time and uh i remember seeing the way that that uh Pablo Verón Verón. and when when he's dancing with Sally uh, towards the end of the movie uh, in La Jumba, the way that Mm -hmm. he pauses before the break. So there's a powerful break just like Carnaval de mi Barrio, you know, it's very Mm -hmm. hard, sharp break. But he he pauses before that. And then would do something incredible on that break for even more emphasis. And mm-hmm. that—that's a—that's a kind of non-literal interpretation. It's like of a I'm double pause.
0: Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. So there's 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 a lot of examples out there. But I remember Dan Bosha, who I'm sure you guys know.
0: Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the
1: DJ.
6: Uh, another DJ DJ from, from de- another, another ginger <laughs> from
2: Alaska. <everywhere>. That <laughs> motherfucker got mauled by a bear, <laughs> man! Holy oh, shit!
6: Oh man! Wow! Yeah, he did. Oh uh, wow! Maybe, really? Maybe he'd be willing to tell that story. I don't know, but. Yeah, that, that's uh yeah. yeah that's great. an incredible, incredible story. story. Incredible story. I mean, um, he's I love that guy so much. You know, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's man, really but, cool. Yeah, and and he was telling me that uh, he heard from Cacho Dante that in the early forties, uh, you know, you know how how fast tango, how fast the beat was like in the late thirties and into the early forties. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it got it got as fast as it's ever been, right? As far as we know from the recordings, and mm-hmm. uh, and then it it dramatically started to slow down, in, you know, in uh, 1942, and then right. 43. By 45, it was like almost unrecognizable the the tempo from from what it was just a, a three years earlier. You know, and and but I think that to me, from what Dan told me, Cacho told him that he heard from somebody, you know. So this is what fourth hand (laughs) is And when you guys tell it, it'll be fifth hand. Anyway, uh, he said that when people started to pause in like 1941 or something like that, you know, people started to pause to the music. There was a small group of people doing that and they were booed at and hissed.
0: Oh, wow. Never heard this story. Hmm.
6: Uh, at first, yeah, and by, by nineteen forty five, I mean it, that was the thing to do, you know. I mean, you can't dance nineteen forty five essay, you know, without pausing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know?
2: I guess there's, I guess there's always a trendsetter that you know at first is not accepted, right?
6: Yeah, exactly. So, so that when I heard Dan tell me that Cacho told him that people were being booed and hissed for pausing, I thought that's what I got to do. I got to do a lot more pausing. <laughs>
0: and
8: uh get a uh, lot more booze <laughs> drink drink a lot more booze <laughs> drink and no no like uh, receive
0: a lot more booze from
8: the audience <laughs> on
0: top of <laughs> drink a lot of
2: booze yeah no we need to get more right. booze you were uh, james you're you're james you you showed me a video once that you had found like a bootleg video of pablo veron dancing of all's on the two uh, do you remember that
6: that was uh, vision celeste danced with Sally yeah that was around the the time of the the tango lesson it was
2: so I started dancing tango in 2003 and I must have watched the tango lesson like a thousand times before I moved to New York City like that movie just the way he did I think Pablo Verón for me is like just as far as like a visual dancer he's like the Fred Astaire of tango he's just amazing to watch um and then, and I know he's. I'm, I'm, I'm correct in saying he's. A, you're influenced by his dancing, right?
6: Probably number one influence over time. Yeah, that's I, what it seems I, like. If I, if I, if I had to go back and say, yeah, for sure. And did you ever work with him?
0: I see that with both no. of
2: you, gingers. Did you ever work with him? I, I I've only <laughs> no. worked with him once in a group class, and it was the most profound fucking group class. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs>
6: You see that? No, I, the yeah. the most I learned from him <laughs> <Shut> was <laughs> <laughs> other <laughs> other other than watching videos of him and watching him dance in person and all of that uh, and performing and, and, and dancing socially. I uh, uh, you know I I learned a lot from him. You know from outside. I never took a class from him or anything, and I really I really have. And for twenty four years, I've enjoyed. The process of watching Pablo and, 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 and trying to figure it out. So I don't know if I would take a class from him. You know, why not? I, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, seeing seeing uh, in the Tango lesson, the, the, the wonderful thing for people who are, are, are a little bit newer to Tango, who don't know about the Tango lesson is... Uh, in addition to being very funny, especially for tango dancers, I don't know if non-tango dancers would get most of the movie, but uh, all of the little moments that happen regularly in tango life uh, are there in the movie and, uh, and, and, and treated with, with a lot of humor, very subtle, though. Uh, but you really see from Que hasta Taban with Carolina Iotti uh, all the way through his, like, La Jumba uh, or Zoom or La Jumba with, uh, with Sally Potter, you see kind of in one, you know, I don't know, hour and a half or whatever, the, the, the graduation from the classic salon to the more modern salon or Nuevo or I don't know, you know. You, you see it all there, right there in the movie. And uh, to me, and, and, and of course, it ends with Liber Tango with her <laughs> dancing with Gustavo, Fabián, and Brown. Yeah, Ron. yeah, and, yeah. You know, being yeah. lifted through the <laughs> air, you know, <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, so you don't get more, like nu- more tango nuevo than, than dancing to Piazzolla. And, and, you know. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a, a, it's an awesome uh, exploration of tango for new people, if they can find it.
2: Yeah, that, that movie was so ahead of its time, too, when you consider... You know, that when it came out in the 90s and, and all those dancers are such influential people in the world with tango forever. Tango, yeah, wow. yeah, it's amazing. I,
0: we, I never studied with Pablo Verón either, but I danced with them once, maybe twice. And I was I remember telling Adam, I'm like, I just felt like the whole dance was about these random poses. Like it was also <laughs> yeah. like at that point he like it wasn't random, of course, but at that point he was doing it even when like the music wasn't actually breaking, and it just like made it even more powerful in a way, like musically, it was very interesting. Uh,
2: yeah, there was a moment he sure. came to New York for a little while for like a six month stint, and I heard rumors that he was thinking about like coming here, like relocating, and I got it was this is going back a long time ago. And I remember watching him dance live, and it was so different. Like you know, again, watching the room, and then watching that one dancer who's just totally the opposite. He just he had this sort of like primal. He would he would he would stand with his partner, or and he danced with everybody. That was the other thing. When he was in New York, he was dancing with everybody at the Milan. It was so cool. But he would like mm. stand there, and then he would like do like a sequence across the floor, like bada bada dang bum bum boom, and then he would stop. And he would hold and everybody else is like going, you know, like just doing their little thing. And then he would do another sequence and stop. (laughs) And I'm like, I think I was DJing the Ukrainian that night on a Friday and I was watching it like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So amazing to see and so different from what I'd ever seen. I mean, I've probably been dancing for five years at the time, so I didn't have much experience, but so fascinating. Uh
7: I remember when I was uh, going in different schools about the post, and something interesting about the post is that everybody wanted to be the owner of the post. And (laughs) James was saying, "Yeah, James was saying that uh, Gavito was the one, and then Pugliese was in the post, then Dins was in the post, then uh, Nito Nelva was in the post, then Abel. So nobody knows who is the father of the post, but somebody is. It was (laughs) really interesting discussion. (laughs)
0: But so how many years was it into your dancings that, like, I mean, it seems, James, you discovered it fairly early on, uh, that you discovered the value of it as a dancer, not, like, just from outside, but from feeling it, because a lot of people get to learn that way later. Everybody's so excited to move. And as much as you tell them, like, no, it's not, this dance isn't really about moving. You know, they need to get there themselves.
6: Yeah. Well, I, I think the seed was planted, actually, right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I think when I first went out to dance at a milonga, I had been to some milongas before and watched. Uh, and then I started taking classes uh, a couple months later. And uh, I, took, I took a couple of classes. I had learned, I think, uh, just ochos from the cross. You know, in the, mm-hmm. in the, like you were asking, Adam, these five, five steps yeah, that I do, yeah. the five basic salon things. The second step, you know, classic ochos from the cross.
4: Uh-huh. And,
6: uh, and maybe I had learned the, the, the third step, which was this, the parada with the sandwichito. You know, and that was that was pretty classic then to, to learn as the third thing. And uh, you know, I but I, I couldn't do that one very well yet, you know. I mean I, I could I, I couldn't really do anything very well, but I thought I could do up through the ochos, the forward ochos from the cross, you know.
1: Uh-huh.
6: And uh, I didn't learn anything improvisational. It was just it was just La Salida Básica and then ochos. And, uh, uh and only Ocho's in this choreography um, so then there was a huge dance which was the farewell dance for Michael and Loren who if you if, if any of you've been dancing long enough you'll remember back in the mid 90s they were the the American couple you know I mean we had a, a lot of uh, great uh uh american teachers you know who like mm-hmm. uh, uh, daniel uh, rebecca Schulman. she's the one who told me pablo varon was dancing on the two in the waltz by the way oh really uh yeah yeah she told she me rocks. that and she told me julio was doing that as well and i became extremely obsessed with it and then that was it <laughs>
1: and then she
6: told me i think she told me sometime later you know you know they're not only dancing on the two <laughs> 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 which was also very educational. <laughs> but but michael michael and loren had this really really amazing salon dance you know for the time you know for that was mm-hmm. that was super beautiful and they were based in la at the time but michael grew up out here in new mexico and so they moved out here to santa fe which was another big driver for me to come out here uh, but their I farewell, see. their their farewell dance was had like three hundred people on the floor. This was, I think, in the fall of wow. nineteen ninety six or something like that. And uh, it was my first time getting up on the floor and dancing. And mm. I did a, 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 I, I kind of like, I, I, I was playing hockey uh, at the time, <laughs> and I <laughs> kind of worked my way like <laughs> through the salida vasca. <laughs> and then I got up up to the next cross and I wanted to lead uh, uh the ochos, but I completely froze. And the pressure of the ronda was so something so unfamiliar to me. And uh I, I just got paralyzed. I was terrified. You know, I'm 16 years old. I'm surrounded by there's no no one else anywhere remotely close to my age within 40 years. You know? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> And and everyone seems like they're amazing at this, you know. And uh, and we were sitting at a table with uh, Danielle and Angel. So uh, Danielle, you can still find at the uh, Argentine Association in L.A. Uh, Angel ended up actually with Julie, my mom, my adopted mom who raised me, uh, my and and who brought me into tango, uh, who runs El Encuentro in L.A. They they run El Encuentro together, and. You know, and it was on there with Danielle, these two older Argentine guys. Uh, I thought they were very old at the time, and now when I look at pictures of them, man, I think, wow, they're, they're kind of close in age to me. <laughs> where, where <laughs> I'm getting, actually you know, but uh, they were like in their 50s, you know. Uh, so you know they, they were watching me and they watched me get completely paralyzed on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they saw, I just, I was holding up the entire line of dance and it was, it was a disaster. And I just stood still. But it was your like,
0: first pause.
6: It was my very first pause. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a total accident. It was a total accident. And, uh, but, but then uh, when I went back and I think I was dancing with Julie. Uh, and when we went back to the table, our friend, Ray Lopez, uh, who had introduced us to this, this world. um
1: uh-huh.
6: You know, he said. Uh, you know, he, he he said that Danielle and Anhel told him to tell me that they really liked my musicality. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I that I stood still, that I took my time, that I That the, the pause, you know, that's the pause, the magic pause. of the pause. Yeah. And I, they were totally trolling me. You know that's their style. You know, I mean, uh-huh. they, were, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were teaching me, complimenting me, and making fun of me all at the same time. And, uh, so this was my introduction really to Argentine culture, and uh, and that's it. And I was pretty that's much that's a
0: great story.
6: Yeah. I so that was that. they planted the seed right then and there.
0: I love it. How about you, Marcelo? Did it take years, or <laughs> was it fairly fast? To
1: no, take to me, thank...
7: For me, the poses was since the beginning, because I didn't understand anything was going on. So just a there to try to figure <laughs> it out.
0: Okay, it's a it's a good way to learn the pose. I never really thought about. Like, because I didn't start as a leader, so it's interesting to hear that perspective. Like, it also the dance floor forces you to do it, and like you get to learn it, hopefully, or crash people. The,
7: I, can, or, I can, I can, I can coincide with James. I think that the first one that the post was, I don't know, introduced, but yes, tangible in my dance when I saw Gavito. And Ivaristo Garrigo choreography. That was the oh, first no. one that they, the pause. <laughs> the pose yeah. is, is the post, you can touch it almost, and, oh, and wow. it was amazing.
6: Exactly.
0: Such a great song, too.
7: Ah, this is a yeah, video when... that we can do it in the worship, in the lesson, guys, now that we are talking oh about.
0: God, yes.
8: Yeah, we can yeah, in I'm that. Taking uh, notes. Deep. Like he pauses in that deep volcara, and then he just like brushes his feet uh, that's that's just amazing to see him okay we need with to compare away,
0: James and Krista's performance with Gavica's performance oh that
8: would be cool Uh-oh.
6: if Uh-oh. they
0: dance the same song that would be so cool oh
6: uh, so we, have and to- we don't uh, and it's not uh, a it's,
2: well i just want to say it's not like uh the way we do the class is not like we're we're criticizing we're we're sort of just deconstructing and comparing it's it's yeah just for your knowledge because we did we this is like our format every week with marcelo chico and i it was marcelo's concept that um we watch, we watch a video we pull a we pull a concept. sequence out or a, a music we pull a, a portion of the music out and then we compare what the dancers are doing and we just discuss it and i've been really fascinated to for my own learning to do this because i've I've tended to be kind of an asshole when I look at people dancing and not just um trying to appreciate. learn you know so appreciate yeah, appreciate
0: yeah I guess appreciate so. but now it's really cool to like watch and it may not be all about what their dance is, but through a certain song that we picked to watch, we get one concept out of that dance. And when that concept is narrowed down, usually based on the comparison of the two couples dancing to the same song.
7: Mm. So. No, it's it really is nice. And I was thinking about the pause, and I, uh, uh, as a as study, weight, how they utilize, how Gavito used the pause as a dramatic moment to storytelling. It, right? It's a really good storytelling that moment when he's saying something and then the pause comes. And you want to know what's happening next, and Gabito knows how to hold the audience so until the spends. next moment. Yeah, and oh, other yeah. other person who other person who does really nice, but in another way, the, the pose is Tete. Yeah, yes. Tete, He's- Tete. When he does the these poses in, in his vals or in his milonga, it's not for for the sake of the tele, the storytelling. It sounds like it's like. It's kind of remembering. He he is like remembering something and then coming back. Mm-hmm. It's like this process of of, of Humphrey Vogart when we smoke. You know? Mm-hmm. This images. Yeah. So it's, it's something like that. That's so cool. these two different these two different ways that to use the the post. This is what that I'm thinking awesome. now. Oh
2: yeah. So James, I, I'm sorry. I wanna yeah. change I wanted to ask you a little bit about the eighth style before we finish up because mm-hmm. you you started a program, a school. Was this this is before LA, right? Yes. This is Seattle. This is Seattle. And you defined the A style, which I loved. I mean, something I really like about how you approach teaching, and something that Chico and I, I hope do, and Marce- I mean, a lot of us. Some teachers I find, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like some teachers, you know, they try to like indoctrinate their students, and I feel like others try to basically what I remember you saying is that the eighth style was you, you defined it as helping people develop their own style. And that is the eighth style. Yeah. (laughs) Is that kind of, is that kind of,
6: yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I just felt like, uh, you know, I, I was teaching in Seattle for a couple of years, like 2002, 2003, maybe 2004. And I remember, um, uh, it was uh, Stefan and Kamala from Nijmegen? They're, they're oh like, yeah, oh, my yes. God, I remember
2: them. Yeah, they were lovely. Yeah. They were, they were and they,
6: lovely, and they, they—they—they're an ele- Elegant style and really fun way of teaching, and I, yeah. they could get away with things no one else could get away. I mean, Kamala would like <laughs> grab people's butt cheeks like in the middle of the class, and it, it was fine. Every every was like, <laughs> <It> was like <laughs> "That's just—I guess that's—I guess that's what they do in the Netherlands, you know." <laughs> but uh, but uh, I remember asking them what, what they thought about my students in Seattle that I've been working on for two three years, and they said, uh, you know, they're they're really musical and, and they have a lot of passion for it. But you know, they're really all clones of you, and mm-hmm. and no one can be uh, you know as good at being you as you. So if people are trying to be you. You know, it's that's an issue as far as their development and their progress. And, and that's what my first teacher told me as well. He, uh, Alberto Toledano, on the very first day that I started in, in the Salida Basica, was uh, he said a brilliant thing. He was an amazing teacher. I, I'm super lucky to have him, uh, Alberto Toledano, as my first teacher. And he passed away many years ago. But uh, he, he said, uh, I can only make you a clone of myself. I can only make mm. you a bad clone of myself. Uh, if you want to <laughs> learn tango, you have to study with everyone, and study all kinds of different styles, and learn everything you can, and then you can be you in the dance. So he he told me that from the beginning, and that was resonating with me quite a bit. Uh, and then when uh, and and then Anhel had also told me when I showed him my version of the sandwichito, you know, he said it was it was too cliche. And this was like three weeks into my dancing. He said I was, <laughs> <laughs> it was you know, it was. Uh, and then he showed me like five different variations uh, of the sandwich that were not the sandwich, you know, different things that were. And he said, everything you learn from a teacher, you have to, you have to make up five new things related mm-hmm. to that. Ooh, you I know, love and that. Then, and, and then maybe you, you'll have enough perspective to understand Sang- the original thing, you know. So, so Sanguchito, I, I empanada.
7: Better.
1: <laughs> and yeah so
6: you know i mean i put those those different messages together eventually you know
2: and, uh, well i i just wanted to say that you know you've always given i think me and a lot of your students the courage to to do that to be our own dancers so i i want to Acknowledge that because that means a lot. And I'm sitting here, you know, you wrote this, um, you wrote something and it's in Bat Johnson's book and I wanted to read the first two paragraphs, if you don't mind, um, because I think it's really nice. And if anybody's interested in reading more, you can get Bat's book or maybe James, you have this somewhere. But you wrote something and it starts off, it says, I'm a tanguero. You can enjoy being in my arms. You can enjoy watching me dance or forget about me altogether but you can't judge me. If you're not in my heart, in my mind, in my body, if you can't feel exactly what I feel with this music, this woman, this movement, you can't judge me. You don't have enough information. You don't know what's going on in here. Tango is going on in here. I'll just read the first paragraph, but I like, Beautiful. Um, I love you that. mentioned in this, in this uh, article or whatever you want to call it, you mentioned Alberto Toledano and a lot of other things. Uh, but I remember reading this and I remember feeling like I like the way you put all this because it's it's like, you know, none of us have the right to tell anybody else what they think as a real tango dancer or not, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we, just, yeah, that, we all that,
8: just do our thing. That post was really beautiful. And I was thinking if someone could uh, translate it into Spanish and give it to Goschenete, and then he will sing a tango off of that. <laughs> <laughs> the, ble- the
6: bleeding of the feet and everything, yeah. <laughs> <It's perfect. laughs> it's,
2: yeah. But you know, I, I, I want. You said something else in here that I really like.
0: I want the second you paragraph said, too.
2: He said, "Okay, I'll I'll read the second one." It says, "I'm a stranger. I know more tango lyrics than I speak Spanish, but this is the part I really like about what you wrote." This dance was built by and for the foreigner, the estranged, the disenfranchised, the losers. The big winners in society have tried to kill it over and over again for more than a century, with money, competitions, ticket sales, and all kinds of codifications and bastardizations. It just gets stronger. There are always a lot more losers than winners. This is a dance for everyone. This is Tango. Oh yeah, that's nice. Oh yeah, really nice. Yeah, I like, I like Very
1: that.
6: Nice.
2: Where did you steal that from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I was, you know,
6: I was so motivated. You know, I because it was right after the Campeonato in, in San Francisco, and uh, you know, and they, they, we, LA, probably contributes like fifty percent of the competitors every year. <laughs> You know yeah. I mean, the, the other fifty it's, it's, yeah, percent, yeah, because it's so York. close, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and and there were there were some dancers in LA that I had become friends with and who had taken classes with me, and and you know, I took a, I I'd entered a competition when uh, you know uh, when I was uh, seventeen. Uh, there was this competition at the Glendale Mall, and. Uh, and it was uh, it was a bunch of different couples and uh, me and a girl who had only been dancing for a couple of months, Bobby Celaya, super, super talented. Uh, we, we entered it and we, we ended up winning. And the prize was to perform at the Hollywood Bowl with Osvaldo and Lorena, uh, Armando and Daniela, Roberto and Kishamina. Uh, Diego and Carolina, basically the best five dancers, in the, uh, five couples in the world <laughs> at the time. And to appear on stage <laughs> with them. in tics. So that was a huge deal uh, for for us. And, uh, wow. you know, and we won it. And I was super excited. And Orlando Paiva Sr. was staying at my house at the time. And I remember getting home uh, in the afternoon uh, and he was raking leaves in the backyard because he was super sweet mm-hmm. and always super helpful. And, uh, and I told him that I won. And he he gave me a big smile and and thumbs up and everything and he said uh, you know uh, just promise me you'll never enter another competition he said <laughs> uh, sort of in in half half Spanish half half English you know and uh, I just kind of looked at him and sort of understood you know he told me that that as far as he his understanding of Tango was concerned I mean that that wasn't that wasn't really the thing in Tango maybe. The old tango duels, where you show up and you guys you have a showdown of tango steps—it's a dance battle. I mean, that's a very different thing, you know, a duelo criollo cool, or whatever. You know, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of times it's rigged, and it's all for the audience's entertainment, and it's really fun, and it's a great place to put the competitiveness. But this sort of uh, idea of being judged by outside people, like ballroom or something like that, was was antithetical to tango in some way. and you know i kept i kept that and then the the campinado started to become a really big deal especially for la people and then i moved there and uh you know i didn't (laughs) and and they had they worked so hard and they and they did all my crazy drills and they suffered through all these things and a lot of other instructors crazy exercises and they they worked so hard and they became such beautiful dancers and they went to the campinado and they lost you know, <laughs> and they cried, and they were devastated, and they were they were uh, depressed, you know. And I felt for them. You know, I felt I felt a lot for them. So mm-hmm. that's when I wrote that. It was like, yeah, this is to me what tango is, and this is uh, well <clears throat> my my interpretation what? of Paiva's message to me. You know, just this this, mm-hmm. that was that was a sort of extrapolation of that. It's like. You know, I think it's wonderful if if people are putting a lot of money into tango and and giving people a lot of uh, inspiration to practice really hard and all of that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But don't forget what we're really doing here. You know, we're doing right. tango and that's and that was the message there.
2: Yeah, I mean it reads loud and clear to me and what I really like yeah, also was here. when you say there's more losers than winners <laughs> because
0: <laughs> I love that. And it's There's nothing
2: clear. I mean, there's nothing that's ever made me feel cooler uh, growing up as a big loser than you know dancing tango and i think most yeah. of us who do it agree like this makes all of us cool <laughs> and when <laughs> and then when totally. people and then and then when people talk about how like And I can understand to an extent, but when people talk about, like, oh, Tango, you know, you guys are clicky or this or that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're all losers. Like, we're not clicky. We're just, like, (laughs) happy that other people think we're cool for a minute. (laughs)
6: Yeah, a a couple hundred people (laughs) in every metropolis (laughs) uh, think we're super cool.
7: (laughs) A friend of mine will say that thanks to Tango, the loser virginity. Imagine that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, will not name, I will
2: not name names but I've spoken to many guys who've told me Tango, thank you for thank you Tango for helping me meet women <laughs> oh man, I
6: started at 16 I mean, that's for sure I'm one of those guys <laughs>
2: <You
6: know?
7: laughs> I've never well, I didn't want to other name
2: other. you but <laughs> but one
7: now one, that you mention that well, He's we can say one. that
0: Adam, you can refer to
7: him yeah. as friend one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming back, what Jamie said is so beautiful about, and I'm, I am, i am i feel you too in the in the in the minute. In one moment, he mentioned that in that time when he started and all the Americans were coming to Buenos Aires in order to learn, there was a big judgment from the Argentinian, but not just to Americans and for everybody who were coming from abroad and the only Milongeros they were saying, Mm-hmm. These people that don't dance tango, they were not Even to us, when we were to start to dance tango in El in, in Beso and Almagro when coming in with sneakers or or, or the other kind of outfits saying this is not tango. So I, I feel you, what you say. I totally feel you.
0: Well, Marcelo, it was the first time that, I mean, we've been to Argentina many times, but this year when we were there in January was the first time I felt like the new generation of dancers were so much more open-minded and so much less judgmental and accepting. But Chico, matter.
2: yeah. When when you say the new generation, are you talking about the ones who, when we started, were the new generation who are now the old generation?
7: <laughs> no, I'm actually talking. <laughs> about... Fuck you.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> being... no, but I'm trying to I'm trying to make sense of it because. No, I'm actually talking about
0: new generation social dancers because it's more of a cultural thing that the whole scene. So it's not about the professionals that are in there and our friends or people who we learned with uh, grew up through. But it's like the new generation of social dancers seem a lot more free.
2: I see. Yeah, but that's, the, I think that's because the influence that they've had over the last 10 or 8, you know, yeah, 5 or probably, 10 years.
0: Yeah, that's probably the influence of Marcelo's generation. Of exactly. Because funny. I remember like yeah.
2: the Tango Brujo school, you know, Marcelo, you were there with Gaston and Cecilia and, and, and Matias and, and so many other people and thinking like that school at the time I thought was really special because it was all about pushing the boundaries and changing things. And it was a lot of what we were doing here in the States, in a way, what James was doing and different people were doing. But in Buenos Aires, things always seem to be very you know, codified or, or something. But you guys were doing something a little different, which I thought was really nice.
7: It was. A, 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 thank you so much. And I appreciate uh, your, your words. And I, I do believe that it is as well how us as, uh, as a people arrived to tango we didn't arrive with that uh, mentality of the 40s or the 60s or 70s and other other thing that is really interesting as a as a something that i'm studying more more and more in tango now uh, I, I i want to relate with the story with what james was saying uh, this concept of a uh, bringing something new to the to the people that we were dancing with why because our Us, as a generation, we were different. We didn't grow up with the militaries. We didn't grow up with this strict social concept of female, male. We grew Mm -hmm. up with influences of modern dance and other kind of dances, Michael Jackson, Madonna. Mm -hmm. So I was not so surprised that uh, we were pushing the boundaries of the old generation. And what happened, what I noticed now in Buenos Aires, is that the... The new generation, they are more connected with everybody in the world through,
1: mm-hmm. through
7: uh, Instagram, to TikTok. Oh, so they, they, they are no longer surprised for somebody tattooing, says I don't know what. There's not, no surprise for them. So the welcoming is much easier now. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm.
0: It's
8: true. Wow. I'm yet to go there.
0: <laughs> it's
7: getting it's really getting really nice and and I uh, will uh, when this was finishes I will I will you love you guys to come to Buenos Aires and to see how it's, it's changing and, and and yeah and,
2: and, I, and I mean feel some different. of the Milongas now like Bruno's Milonga um it's just totally different than any Milonga because well
0: I yeah but I feel like you said like that generation of professionals now like Marcelo you and your friends like you also get more respected Right now, I feel like that's another thing I'm seeing. Because uh, I think there was a period that was like that, and that when Salon became so popular, like it just everything became so rigid in a way. Like it almost like this world of the change posed a little bit or slowed down, and then it seemed like it had accelerated recently. And I don't know, more. I, I think people that people they- are appreciated now.
7: I think it's the, as as well the, the the quality of the of of the mat- No, I don't want to say the quality. This is the word. I think the maturity. You know, when you have a wine that is is a, is mature, you feel the difference between a wine that is more young. So I, I I feel that the more the people start to dance, I start to notice the difference between a mature product that no and mature product, mm-hmm. and that is something that I start to notice. Uh, as, a, as a consequence
1: mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of which Maturing um, We're about to hit the 3 hour mark And Podbean, <laughs> will, Podbean <laughs> shuts us down At 3 hours So I'm just letting you know and That I'm we're going to have to wrap it know, up in a minute
0: This was supposed to be a short episode because I know Because we had the earlier episode
7: at 5.30 for... <laughs> That's good for the dog of James James the dog can, can sing now, With no problem <laughs>
0: James, did you see how uh, short and brief our five questions were? <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we, we're also all starved for interaction and, and uh, honestly, each other. I mean, we, we were asking you guys really to come out to Taos uh uh, for for two main reasons, one that that we you know I have I think that you have a, a this perspective that I don't, and I wanted to study with you guys more, and I wanted my students to study with you. Um, I never studied with Horacio or any uh, this this sort of line or anything like this, so I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of uh, ideas you guys would have that I could learn from, and it's sort of uh, selfish in that way. But and also likewise. even more that I just miss the hell out of you guys. I have so much fun with you uh, whenever we hang out, and uh, uh, you know I got to see you uh, briefly, Chico, at the dance. Yeah, uh, when I came, <laughs> Niras week. brought me. We <laughs> always
0: kept giving me the tequila.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get there, but it uh, didn't work out, and you know. But I it's yeah, I just Roger miss folk. you guys a lot, and and. and <laughs> and that's 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 true for the whole tango world. It's like you know, you you get to be really close with with I think more people than is natural to be really to to bond with. You know, yeah, for, totally. Yeah. It's amazing. Especially if you travel around. Yeah, and you, you know, a lot it, of people you
2: know? a lot of people talk about how this you know whole quarantine pandemic hasn't changed their lives much, but you know, for us in tango, it's 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 like a completely different. Yes. Yeah. lifestyle um but anyway that's that's that that is what it is but yeah i mean i'm i'm really glad that we got to catch up man and uh Same
0: here. it's another like silver I, lining yeah. of
2: the it's another silver lining of all this is that we've been able to connect with people that normally we wouldn't because we'd be doing our normal day-to-day live things so yeah, yeah
0: james really up a nice little to... bit for the time we missed um being there hopefully
6: yeah oh you're got you guys are, yeah. good, are just gonna love it i mean the the uh Nerej was there uh i think we have a couple of taos people in here i don't know if marty's still in but i think i saw richard
2: richard's here yeah um yeah.
6: you know marty was here for he, quite a while he's the one richard's the one behind the whole thing casa Gaina. it's an extraordinary Hi, breakfast, uh in uh, in taos and if, if you haven't Uwe, been to beautiful. taos it is so beautiful
2: uh I've been to Taos briefly, uh, and I was in Arroyo Senko when I went to some hot hot springs there. That was amazing.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hiking, hot springs, skiing in the winter, Uh, amazing skiing and snowboarding and uh, and, and rafting and kayaking. I mean, it's great for outdoors, but we've really been working hard uh, for the last four years or more now. Uh, to build uh, this little community. I think Mike and Carrie set a great foundation for us there mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and other local teachers over the years as well. And, you know, we Richard invited us to start uh, teaching up there and we got so much traction. You know, we had so much retention. Our, our, it's such a tiny town, it's like 6,000 people or something like that. Hmm. Uh, but we were, and, and originally we wanted to buy a house in Taos we thought it was unfeasible <laughs> to, to work there as tango teachers. So we bought a house in Santa Fe, and then we did most of our work in Taos. Uh, so, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, Richard is uh, uh, extremely uh, uh, well-loved in the Taos community, so he has a lot of outreach there. And then he's got this gorgeous dance studio on this beautiful uh, property of the bed and breakfast that he has there. And, and nice. we just felt like, yeah, it was sort of miraculous for us. It was this wonderful opportunity, and you guys are going to come. Yeah, I mean, def- we, had, we had that group come out uh, uh, in November, uh, uh, mostly West Coast people, except for Nierej. Uh but Seattle and LA, mostly LA, and a little San Francisco and Seattle. And I well, think we're we're
2: about to get cut off, so before we do that abruptly, I want to thank you for being with us, James and Absolutely. Marcelo and Niraj. Chico, as always, yes. my co-host. Thank you so much thanks, for James. having us. Um, it's been great. Yes. And yes. I'm going to join your drills class. Uh, maybe not tomorrow because I've been drinking, but next week. I'm
8: sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so nice to hear but, it from uh, you, James. Really great uh, to yes. catch up, James. Pleasure yeah. to talk at all you
2: guys. Say hi I love hi to you Krista. All. Love you too, man. Thank you, yes, everybody, for yes, listening. Yes. Thank awesome. you,
7: Chico. Next time, kick Adam out. So we'll be <laughs> for a change. So we'll be okay. Thank Adam you, guys.
2: Out. I have all the power here, baby. I'm the <laughs> Donald Trump of this podcast.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true, guys. Oh dear. Oh dear, please. Ginger. All right. <laughs>
2: Ginger. All right. Good night everybody. Incredible. Incredible. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Good
1: night. Good night.